2: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 177. We are cruising towards 200 here. We are going to wrap up some Unadilla here. We are going to get friend of the show, Scott Meshi on the phone here to chat with him. Um, As you can see, I'm in studio solo. Justin was supposed to be here. He had some stuff he was doing today, ended up taking longer than, than he anticipated, so... Here we are. We're doing it by ourselves. No big deal, but probably a bit of a shorter show this week than normal because obviously I'm just spitballing by myself. So before we get going, let's thank the, uh, or let's talk sponsors here. Uh, So first off, presenting sponsors. First up, Premier Custom Trailers. I'm getting really excited. My trailer should be here any day now. Um, So I'm super excited to get that and get rolling with it. Do you need a trailer, commercial or residential? Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US 131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. Also want to thank TLR Coatings, as you can see on the banner, because Justin's not here blocking it. Custom Powder Coating, coating, Sandblasting, Vapor Blasting, they can do all that for you. Make sure to check them out on all the major social media, a.k.a. Facebook and Instagram. You can see what we're up to all the time. Lots of cool projects coming through there. Uh, lots of cool colors. TLRcodings.com. Look them up. They do shipping. We can ship your parts. Uh, get them coded for you no matter where you are in the States. Um, also, on board with us, new sponsor starting literally just this week. I have not even got the read for... Oh, wait. Other presenting sponsor. Gosh, I am so out of it here. Uh, Other presenting sponsor, BC Pizza. Gourmet pizzas and junk. They have a full menu. So if you're in the Allegan, Plainwell, Kalamazoo area, and then they have some other locations throughout Michigan and I think one or two in Georgia. I can never remember. Justin hasn't given me a read. Um, Check them out. BC.pizza to uh, check out the website. So make sure to do that. Now, new sponsor on board with us this week, Complete Racing Solutions. If you are here, this is Coach Rob's company, uh, in case you didn't know. Um, if you haven't checked them out already, make sure to check them out. They can help you with any sort of workout slash riding, routine, schedule, training stuff for motocross uh, to really get you up and going on the bike and make sure that you have the... Uh, the flexibility, the fitness, etc., to handle that big 450 motorcycle. Because let's face it, no one really has that ability, other than the pros. So, Complete Racing Solutions. Make sure to check them out. CompleteRacingSolutions.com, or you can follow them on Instagram. All sorts of cool stuff popping up there all the time. Also, want to thank uh, JT Cycles, the Dirt Bike Depot. Um, they're both on with us too. The Dirt Dash Bike Depot dot com. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Always like getting feedback from you guys. Always like getting in there and doing a little bantering back and forth in the comments. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the major social media networks, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, We're all over the place on all of those. Um, If you want to listen instead of watch, if you just found us on YouTube, we also have the podcast version. We're on SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so you can check us out there. And make sure to check out the new Fantasy Podcast, um, where we talk fantasy motocross. We play on Pulpamex Fantasy. Sorry we didn't do one this week. We had some major storms roll through. I had zero power for three days um i couldn't work i couldn't do anything i was kind of sitting around with my thumb up my ass so um sorry for that not coming out we were we were trying uh but just uh just didn't happen basically i didn't have any internet even even when um like i had power i could have recorded but i did not have power to run the internet to be able to upload the show from my computer so we live in the country we have satellite internet we have to do some routers and shit like that to get it to go. Anyway, we were out of internet, basically, for that kind of stuff. So, we will be back next week with the show. And, obviously, we have this show coming out now. So, without further ado here. Stupid bug. Stupid, stupid bug. Let me get on the phone here. And I know this is great radio. Let me get a friend of the show. Privateer hero. Scott Meshy up and going maybe we'll try to cold call some people later too all right let's call him here voice call cool see how this works six o'clock right yes it is sweet hopefully doesn't cool guy us here hello yo scott what is up welcome to the moto aftermath show bud
0: Hey, Travis. Thanks for having me, man. How are you guys this evening?
2: Well, you guys is a relative term because uh, that would be me, myself, and I. My co-host bailed out last second here, so uh, I'm... uh, All right, man. I got you. Well, I was going to say, luckily, I have you on, so I have someone to talk to for a little bit here, and then I'm going to do a solo monologue after that, and we'll see how that goes because I haven't had to do that in a long time.
0: Uh, listen, man, I believe in you. I believe in you.
2: <sighs> you know, first couple of years, they, it was a little sketchy having him on all the time. And so it, uh, there was, there was lots I did back then by myself and I mean, it worked out okay. So I'm sure I'll make this happen. But anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you right now, sir. And, uh, pretty decent year, privateer hero floating around this crazy country in your van right now, racing pro motocross living the dream so i want to start with i want the best road story you've got so far this year
0: oh man (laughs) well actually you know what i'm i'm a little embarrassed to admit this one but it actually was the start to my year in professional racing so this year was my rookie year for supercross okay um And now really being mindful, so like my brothers and stuff, they're all into cars. And obviously, you know, all my experience with working on dirt bikes and stuff, I know how to take care of vehicles for the most part. Um, So I was driving up to Indianapolis. I had my buddy Sater, who has Much media films, who does all the the videoing for my YouTube channel, uh, The Privateer Path. And, you know, we were heading up the road and, you know, we were pumped because this was his first time really... You know, going and seeing something like that and, and being a part of, you know, a, a crew for, for Supercross. And, you know, I was pumped because I was like, man, like I'm feeling good. You know, I, it, I had to start the season a little later because I couldn't get my bikes in time. But I was like, you know, I, I feel optimistic. And, you know, it's always those times where you feel like super optimistic and you like got the jams going and you're feeling good. And, man, no lie, I think our our first stop, I can't remember if we were stopping to get breakfast or gas, and we pulled, I think it was, I think we were stopping to get breakfast, and I I stepped on the brakes, and instantly the brakes started grinding. (laughs) And we had, and this was, this was no lie, this was in Ocala, Florida, so this was not even 45 minutes into our 14 and a half hour trip. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh. And honestly, me being me, like I'm, I'm a pretty timely person, but I didn't leave myself time for, you know, having to stop for a long, you know, long amount of time if something like that happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we actually had to drive up the road and we had to be like super duper careful because obviously the brakes were, you know, down to metal on metal and the whole time, I mean, it's not, it wasn't funny then, but it's kind of funny now because the whole time you're just like, oh my gosh, man, this is just so brutal.
2: That's awesome. Because we were
0: like trying to, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, really living the privateer, you know, life and, and I'm a full-time college student. And I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm like, where the heck am I? Because I already know uh, every time I step on the brakes, I'm like. Man, this this is just gonna get more and more and more expensive every single time I touch the brakes. But I gotta get to <laughs> Indianapolis, you know. And I'm like, yep. oh my god, dude, this just sucks. And every and it got to the point where you can't do anything but kind of laugh a little. And we would, you know, obviously just be super cautious about ever having to use a brakes. But every time you did, you just hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, dude. And uh, we made it. I mean, we made it. By the time I got to the shop, I had to do, you know uh pads rotors i had messed up the calipers um and i i have an old van i have a a 98 uh ford club wagon so um there was i forget i think it was like the drums or something that had to be replaced so by the time it was all said and done it was like a thousand bucks or eleven (laughs) hundred bucks which pretty much took you know like you you have that little bit of a safety net in case you know anything happens and that pretty much took that and just depleted all of it. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, man!" <laughs> so honestly, I mean, it was. Listen, like I said, it wasn't funny then, but it's kind of funny now because I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like what? What a start to my Supercross season and the and the year for racing!" And, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, man, this like it just can't it just it can't possibly get worse."
2: I mean, it's dude. That's just that's an epic story because it's like I'm sure you had everything else so prepped and ready like bike prepped, everything dialed and then you step on <laughs> the brakes and you're like fuck there we yeah, go the yeah, one no, thing i didn't so, think about
0: listen and you know it's not like there was any warning signs or anything like dude like you know i made sure to take the, the, the thing to the shop and you know get the thing checked over all the fluids are flushed new tires all that kind of stuff yep and you know I don't know, just that kind of got looked over or what it was, but I'm like, you know, and what sucked it was, was it was that it was at the beginning of the trip. It wasn't even like I had gotten to Indianapolis and I like went to pull into the Airbnb and I did it. You know, that would be one thing. I would be like, well, at least I made it there. But no, no, man, it started right <laughs> at the beginning, right at the beginning of the trip. I just remember Seder and I looking at each other like, what was that?
2: Oh man, that's awesome. That is, that is the perfect start to a road story so oh oh yeah
0: i mean listen either that one or losing my wallet at millville this year and driving <laughs> oh, out oh oh yeah oh, oh yeah man. that was that was another good one
2: yeah oh uh, yeah <laughs> i can't i can't imagine like luckily knock on wood i've been very good at keeping track of that but that's always a fear i have so oh, yeah. I, I mean i don't know what's worse nowadays losing your wallet or losing your phone because they're Ooh. the like the wallet it's like I don't usually keep a lot of cash on me i know the few cards i've got so it's like i could cancel very easily and get new credit cards and get new you know health insurance and that kind of shit the phone though if that goes away uh, i don't Oh, oh i don't know in
0: today's age that's like that's like crippling that's like crippling you use your phone that's crippling i mean for me like I even like you know using like Apple Pay, so I like I have my cards on my phone. Oh yeah. So thankfully, losing my wallet, I still had access to my cards, <laughs> um, but obviously, I didn't have my driver's license. I learned very fast not to not to keep your social security card in your wallet. So oh, yeah. wise, if you, if you've never lost your social security card don't keep it in your wallet because that's a great way to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, thankfully I have all the stuff in place to, like, make sure that nobody's doing anything funny. I'm hoping that somebody just took the cash and threw the wallet away or it's, like, I don't know, in a bush somewhere, like, lost forever. But nobody's touched anything, so, I mean, to be, know, to be I, honest,
2: uh, it's probably lost in the van somewhere, like. <laughs> you know,
0: honestly, man, I, I searched through the thing thoroughly. I ripped it apart. Um, and I couldn't find it. Cause that's what, you know, for the longest time I'm like, my mom was like, she's like, you, it has to be in here. It, just, mm-hmm. it has to be in the van. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I ripped this thing apart. It's not here. It's one of those things where, you know, you're going to, you know, by the time you get everything replaced, everything all put back together and, and you know, everything's all nice and, and you know, you're back in the swing of things and it just pops out of nowhere. And you're like, yep. Oh,
2: exactly. <laughs> well, I don't need it now. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of your mom she's a wonderful lady i met her at red oh, yeah, she's yeah. a wonderful she's awesome, lady
0: <laughs> yeah she's, she's awesome you know she, she has uh she's been you know really my my number one supporter my my entire career um and i say that with absolutely zero hesitation yep um you know she's she's the mom the dad the the psychiatrist the coach um you know the the rock when i need her um and she's she's a motivator too i mean uh You know, she's the first one to tell me that I'm riding like a sissy if I'm riding like a (laughs) sissy, you know, Um, you know, and and I really mean that. I mean, she will be the first one where I will come off the track and she'll come back to the pit and pretty much tell me you need to get your shit together and you need to do it now. So, you know, she's she's dude, she's she's a she's a badass lady. That's for sure. Um, You know, obviously, I couldn't do what I do without her. and, And obviously, it wouldn't be the same without her um i'm very very fortunate to have her around um and you know i mean she you know honestly and she's she really is the the full 100% moto mom and you know even just down to when she's cheering along the fences and people are like oh like you know who are you cheering for and she's like oh my son blah 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 he has a youtube you should subscribe like she she does it all <laughs> she does the marketing too she does the word of mouth marketing like, that's awesome you know it it just doesn't get any more awesome
2: yep those are those are the best man my mom's pretty similar like i own a powder coating shop and she is always telling people like that she works with or whatever like oh hey yeah you know if you if you need your wheels done or something my son he's the one to do it and i'm like oh thanks oh, mom there yep so Jarrett. Um, there you go man drumming up business for you exactly exactly i mean we run off word of mouth basically here because i don't do any of that i've done dabbled a little bit in like the facebook and instagram stuff but i mean it's primarily just people finding us on the website or something like that so that's uh and that's that's honestly the best way because when everything goes crazy you'll still have customers at that point so yep and that's truth. yes sir yep so um so, you said it was your rookie. Is this like your rookie year of supercross, but you've raced outdoors before? I'm sorry. I guess I try to keep up with every privateer I can, but there's a lot of you, and I'm trying to keep track of so much crap. It's like I can't keep track of every dude that races. So, pardon my Listen, ignorance. But, I get it. I get um, it. Is it rookie year of outdoors too, or is it just rookie year of supercross and you raced outdoors like last year or something?
0: So, this is actually just my rookie year for supercross. Okay. Um, I actually, I was supposed to race Supercross in 2019. Um, I trained for about a month before, and the week that I was supposed to race, I actually dislocated my shoulder, had a massive shoulder injury. Like I, I, I tore the labrum. Um, I actually hit my my shoulder into the ground so hard that it dented my my humerus in. Like I dented the cap in, Jeez and Christ. I cracked it. A, a, yeah, I cracked it a third of the way down my arm um and so i had to have really extensive surgery on it i mean i was supposed to be under the knife for like an hour and 45 minutes and i was in there for i think over three hours just over three hours he said so um so yeah so my my supercross efforts were pretty much gone at that point um and i decided to dabble a little bit in the outdoor rounds in 19 in the 250 class i just raced a few of them just to get a little bit of experience Um, I made, I made half of the the main events that I entered into, I believe, um, just as a way to get some experience, just to be able to see what it's like, um, obviously, you know, going into it, you know, it's that honestly, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm partly grateful and, and partly like, why the heck did you do that? Because, you know, I definitely was not anywhere near 100%. I was pretty much racing before I was ever even released to ride. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, so it was really, it was really not smart to do it in that sense. And, you know, I had a couple instances where, um, my whole entire arm would go numb because I would, you know, if I went down, you know, and somebody hit my shoulder, like I would lose all feeling in my arm. Um, you know, or if, or heck, or in 2019 at Unadilla, um, in the LCQ, I had a kid flip right in front of me on the first lap and his rear wheels flip and hit literally it was like a magnet went right into my arm and literally lost all feeling um so like you know i was i was battling with stuff like that but it was really for the experience Mm -hmm. um but in 20 in 2020 i didn't do any supercross training um and i didn't get the chance to do any supercross races um i just did i did almost every single outdoor last year i only missed one of them i only missed millville because i had actually had a really nasty crash at redbud and i had actually enlarged my spleen um i thought that i had like broken my hip Mm -hmm. in the first moto and it turns out that i actually had uh like bleeding within the spleen and it made it super enlarged and i could barely walk like i was literally walking with a full-on limp and I limped up to the line for the second moto and still hit the leap with with my lip uh, with my spleen being basically on the verge of, of rupturing. Jesus. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, but now this year this year I was actually <laughs> able to to do some supercross racing and and now I'm running the full outdoor series.
2: So in supercross, did you do two fifties or four fifties? Because I don't remember.
0: So I actually did the 250 east okay. um unfortunately i i missed the the Houston rounds because i couldn't get my bikes quick enough obviously with the schedule changes and all that yeah um i just i just wasn't able to get the bikes quick enough
2: well you know um, we only I, went back and forth on which was starting first like 27 times sh- so that no one really fucking yeah. knew so it's not a big deal it's fine it's
0: fine yeah It was definitely a bit of a hard time trying to get everything together and, you know, obviously kind of with different sponsors and trying to figure out exactly what kind of funding I was looking at, you know, as far as getting any help. And, um, you know, obviously it was nice to be able to give the guys at at JMC a little bit of representation on, on the East coast, um, since they're a West coast team. Um, you know, those guys stepped up a bit to to help me with getting a a good bike together, a good motor together for, for Supercross. Um, and yeah, and so I actually started in Indianapolis. I uh, raced the Indianapolis rounds, uh, raced the Orlando round in the 250 class, made two of the four uh, 250 mains that I uh, had tried for. So that was pretty cool. I mean, for, for my first year to be able to make a couple mains, that was pretty sick. Um, you know, I was super duper close in my first two rounds. Um, just had like, you know, some, some unfortunate luck. I mean, I actually broke, uh, I broke out the top. I broke the top out spring in my shock in the first, in the first moto, or I'm sorry, mm. in the first, uh, in the first round, the first, uh, LCQ. Um, and I didn't realize it until I was actually off track, um, which would explain why I could not hit the whoops for the life of me in the first <laughs> round. Um, and the LCQ, I just felt like I was on a freaking pogo stick. Um, and then the second round, I, I came together with another rider. He made a mistake and kind of uh, almost Larry looped out into me just about. Um, <laughs> and awesome. um, But, uh, yeah, no, I, and I did a couple of – I tried a couple of 450 rounds, truthfully. I Like I said, I mean, I have one, one month of, of uh, training uh, prior to this year's training. So I had about – realistically, about – two two and a half months of, of supercross training before starting the supercross uh rounds this year. So not a lot of a lot of experience. Um, uh, but I wanted to go into the four fifty class for a couple rounds um at Daytona and then Atlanta just to try out. Um truthfully I didn't make night shows. Um just wasn't speed wasn't there and, and going to those speed the Speedway style events was obviously a completely new experience. Oh yeah. Um and it's I mean, truthfully, you know, it's, it's interesting. People people don't realize how insanely different, you know, obviously, you know, you ride moto your entire life. You know, nowadays there's a lot more access to Supercross than there used to be. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, the average guy, you ride moto your whole life and then you go into Supercross. It's completely different. It's a completely different type of riding, completely different type of racing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a huge mm-hmm. learning curve. And then. You know, I, I get to Daytona um, and I was like, what the hell do I do? Like, this is just so <laughs> just different. Like, I mean, really, man, it's, it's you know, it really left me with my, you know, with me scratching my head. And, and uh, you know, I, I trained with a couple of really good guys on a, at Moto Sandbox, one of them being Kyle Chisholm and and uh, another woman being uh, Ronnie Stewart. And I, I asked both of them, I was like, what, like, what even is this? Like, what what the hell am I supposed to do? Um, you know, and, and both of them told me like, listen, man, like, this is, this is a completely different type of racing. You know, those speedway events are totally, you know, a, you know, they almost go against what you, what you think of for, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the stadiums, you yeah. know, it's just a, it's a totally different type of racing. I mean, you're hitting the same obstacles, but you're coming into them so much faster Um, and obviously your suspension set up for, for the jumps and all that. So trying to navigate that with, you know, with, you know, little supercross experience that I have and with no speedway event experience, you know, it's, it's very, it's very challenging. Um, I definitely have a lot of respect for, for guys like, uh, like Nate Frasher who went and won, you know, in his rookie year at events like that, because I know for me, I was like, I don't even know like you know, I know what to do, but I feel like I don't know what to do. <laughs> felt very uncomfortable. So for him to to be able to go and do that is quite remarkable. I have a ton of respect for him.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. So you train first off, Chiz is a fucking legend and he's coming on the show at Iron Man, so I'm pumped about that. Nice. Um and what a great guy to uh <clears throat> sorry, to um learn and ask questions about Supercross from because, let's face it, as everybody in the industry knows, Chiz is going to fucking Chiz. He's going to make that main <laughs> and he's going to get, like, 10th to 15th and you're just never going to see it. Like, he is my number one pick for fantasy. If I, if I can pick Chiz, I'm picking Chiz. Even at Outdoors. I mean, let's face it. He shows up... What was the last Outdoors he raced? It was something this year. I can't remember where he was. But he just he shows
0: raced, up... Uh, he raced at Southlake.
2: Yeah, and then just gets top 20. Like... Psh- Just no problem. Just top 20. And now he's going to do like buds and iron man. And I'm sure he'll be in the top 20 both days there too. If nothing goes wild, like it's just impressive. Like at his age, he's doing this shit. It's awesome. So great guy. Yeah. No, I mean the guy, the guy just, he just oozes experience. Yeah.
0: Um, and I think that that plays a lot into his ability to go out and do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy, you know, um, I I met Chiz last year for the first time, and, and, you know, we didn't really talk too much. And then then obviously now training for Supercross, you know, I got to to hang out with him a bit more, and I got to learn from him. And um, honestly, he's just a really, really great dude, Um, really open to sharing his wisdom, um, which is really awesome for a guy like me who obviously was my rookie year for Supercross. That was super helpful to be able to have someone that's done it for so long and is so open to uh, really giving me uh, great advice. Um, obviously, when when Ryan Sipes was at Sandbox, once in a while, he would help me out as well and just kind of give me little tips. Yeah. Um. But but Chiz really made sure that he took the time to tell me stuff that I could work on. Even you know, dude. For for an example, um, you know, just trying to tell me you know body positioning through whoops and kind of how to do them. This guy, no, no joke, Travis. This man really made me feel like a fool. He literally hit a set of loops, probably fourth gear, you know, half three quarters throttle, just blitzed these things. And looked at me as he was going by. He was not looking at he was not looking at the whoops at any point. He had his eyes locked with mine. I was like, you know what, you know, you can kind of shove it for that. Oh, but that's awesome. You, you know, you have some level of respect because he's like, he's like, watch how I do it as he's looking at me. And I'm like, you know what, man, like, whatever, dude. You know, but but yes. the guy, no, he's he really is. I mean, he's he's definitely a. a, a an icon for sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thankful to be able to, to have a, a good relationship with him and, and be able to, uh, you know, go to him for advice for, for Supercross And, you know, even for, um, we've been able to ride a couple times, um, in outdoors, not, not too, too much. We just rode, uh, last week before I headed up to, uh, to Dilla and, um, you know, just, just a good dude, good guy to have uh, a good connection with. And, uh, Yeah, I was I was giving him a hard time um, about about Southwick because um, I actually I actually beat him at at Southwick and I beat him overall. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 all in good competition, all in just kind of giving each other a hard time. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it kind of started back in in Supercross where I was like, listen, man, like, you know, you might have me on Supercross, but you don't (laughs) you don't know what tricks I have up my sleeve coming outdoors. And we did a we did a race down down here in Florida down in uh, a Dade City, and um, the guy like whooped my tail, and <laughs> and you know it was funny because he's like he's like man he's like honestly Dade City's one of the last tracks you should be you know expecting to to beat me he's like I he's like I've probably been riding here longer than you've been alive and I was like dang man <laughs> come on
2: he's probably not wrong about that. No, he's
0: not. He actually, I was like, yeah, dude, I was born in 98. And he was like, yeah, no, he's like, I've been riding here for much longer than that. And I was like, (laughs) dang, all right. So to be able to go and kind of, and, you know, I know that he, he went down and at Southwick and and all that kind of stuff, but it's, you know, still just giving each other a hard time. You know, it's, it's all friendly and it's all. All in just kind of giving each other a hard time, and like I said, he's he's a good dude, and, and you know obviously you know when he when he beats me, I'm willing to obviously admit you know, you know he he definitely had me, and and you know I have a massive amount of respect for the dude, um you know and then you know he he gave me a little bit of props for for Southwick even though he went down, <laughs> I was like all right man cool cool there's a bit of respect there, and, and obviously you know it, it works both ways for sure. I, I have a ton of respect for him, and and uh, as a as a guy. He and he seemed like you know a really good dad and a, and just a good dude, good dude to be around. Great representation for for the sport and for the uh, for the companies that you know rely on him to to keep up a good image.
2: Yep. So riding at Moto Sandbox, what's that like? Because we all see these training facilities online, like um, like Moto Sandbox, uh, you know Stu's place, that those those kind of places where it's like not really open to the public i know moto sandbox is starting to bring more kids in now because um uh jason baker is running it or whatever um but what's it like to ride there especially because like i know at moto sandbox like you said chiz was there i know amart was riding there for a long time uh i think is kenny still there do you know Is, is kenny still training there
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, he it Um, it's definitely, I will tell you, it's, it's pretty sweet. I mean, this is that this year was actually my first time actually being able to ride at Moto Sandbox. Okay. Um, I've actually been able to, to go out there before it was Moto Sandbox, just to see, just to watch. Um, and I didn't get the chance to ride there until this year. Um, and, and honestly, I've always, seen that place and i'm like oh my god dude i want to ride there so badly just the tracks are just legendary (laughs) you
2: and and me both brother
0: (laughs) yeah and and uh yeah no i mean uh amart was out there uh kenny kenny was there chiz uh sipes was out there a few times um you know definitely good dudes to to be around um a lot of experience there
2: at one point too i think
0: yeah, Barsha, I forget exactly. I think that Barsha was there, I think, around the time for the Orlando races. Okay. And um, the guys that I think at uh, Moto Concepts came out for the week of Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to ride with, with Um, He's a good dude, too. Him and I play Call of Duty once in a while. So.
2: Yeah, um, I really hope he gets paid this year for riding for that team.
0: <laughs> I don't know the I don't know the ins and outs of it. I haven't really you I, don't, I have You don't
2: have around. to make you don't have to make any I don't expect anyone that is uh in the industry and could possibly uh, benefit from that team in the slightest. do uh, you make any comments about that? But don't worry. Uh, I'll no, make I, I'll make all I the really comments. I really don't know. Because uh, I don't
0: know. I really I really don't know. I haven't I haven't played Call of Duty with him for a little while. <laughs> I've talked to him too, I haven't talked to him too much about it. I just made sure to, to tell him congrats on it and, and all about that. And I was like, dude, like I told you, you would get a, a spot. Like, you know, you, you the man, like, really, he came out swinging in that 450 class. To oh, he be honest. did. Like, I, I, I know that he wasn't, like, top five, like, in mains and stuff like that. But let's be honest. That man coming out in the 450 class at Orlando for his first race for the year and, like, hole shotting and be out, being out in front in, in the heat race, like, you know, I'm sorry, man. That, that just shows there's some spark.
2: Oh, there is. There is. I mean, I... I don't want to say I called it, but it's like McElrath's always good at his first round. Like, I've watched oh, yeah. it for the last however many years in Supercross. He comes out that first round and just is flying. So, going yeah, into that... Yeah, ready to do work. Yeah, going into that, I was like, eh, hey, he's probably going to come out swinging and do something that we're like, holy crap, this is awesome. And he did. He sure did. Now, granted that yep. it all went to hell really quick, but... Yeah, that, that heat race in that first round there in Orlando was was pretty good by him. So, um, I, yeah. I I just hope he gets paid to ride for that team. I expect Forrest Butler to hit me up any minute and want to fight me in front of his house, uh, which is fine, whatever. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. That's cool. Like, we can take this to the streets, baby. But, uh, yeah, so it's that, that team's Especially a mess. A little video that team is a mess so um but hey but the bikes are good so that's cool so uh so hopefully he gets on there and does some good results and then can move on to someone that actually will pay him without having to go to court so anyway (laughs) (laughs) you'll you'll learn very quickly scott that we are uh one of those controversial uh shows that it's like uh there's there's going to be a lot of talk via promoters about us because uh they don't like us because we say a lot of things that they don't want us to say so
0: (laughs) listen man there's uh, listen honestly you know i i understand that i mean there's a lot of good and bad and ugly to the to the whole deal just like you know just like with any sport and you know obviously nobody likes to talk about it um but you know it's it's at least okay i would say and it's it's necessary to be real with the people you know that's Mm -hmm. you know truthfully that's 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 how i am i mean obviously i i uh You know, I try to, I try to be respectful and stuff like that. You know, you know, if somebody, you know, asks me what I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to be honest, um, you know, respectfully, um, you know, I, I feel like there's, I feel like there's obviously, you know, just like I said, just like with any sport, there's some, there's some areas that could be worked on. And and I think that there's a little bit of injustice in in some spots, but you know what, like, you, you know, the best thing, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, the best thing that I can do is just put myself in the best place for success so that way those those injustices don't affect me as badly um percent. i my in my opinion you know obviously and i and i know there's a lot of people out there that would agree um that i think that you know the privateers who you know realistically of the what uh 80 guys i would say you know and i'm not spitting exact figures on a on a weekend at pro motocross but you know if you have 80 90 guys that are entering and you know your top what 14 15 16 guys are factory guys and the rest of us are you know the privateers and helping that are making the show there's more of us than there are the factory guys you know there's you know maybe could be a little bit of more consideration for for the privateers as far as helping to to make our journey possible
2: oh boy Uh, you you know you're gonna get me started down a path here you're gonna get me started listen, listen i'm just i'm just
0: saying you know i think that there's a little bit more that could be done you know obviously who's who are they relying on to fill the gates you know in Moto 2 when guys crash out in Moto 1 it's not more factory guys it's more privateers mm-hmm. you, know, you don't want you don't you don't fill those gates with with more factory guys you fill those gates with more privateers you know you make them you make the image look good but you have full gates so you mm-hmm. know i you know but but yeah no I, listen man i i respect i respect you for for you know saying the stuff that that you know sometimes needs to be told Um, you know, I I feel like that that's, that's important nowadays, you know, and, and, you know, that's one thing I try to do like in my own, in my own series and in my, in my YouTube channel, you know, um, obviously, you know, like I said, being respectful, but at the same time being, being true about what it is to be a privateer and, and showing off like, you know, dude, like I'm not, I'm not rolling around, you know, with some huge budget, like you know i'm i'm going week to week you know and you're and driving I'm, a van I'm with really no brakes making.
2: across the country i mean <laughs> 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 like, that was that
0: was just for a one time thing
2: like literally but, we don't even know, know if you're going like to make it down that mountain to get away from unadilla like it, it's fucked bro <laughs>
0: Driving driving a ninety eight driving the ninety eight Ford van, I mean, listen, Mabel the moto van gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Mabel gets the job done. But, <laughs> you know, obviously you know, obviously, you know, I, I rely on, you know, my network of of friends and, and people that support me to do what I do because obviously without them and you know, even with without my buddy Sater at Clutch Media, you know, without his help to to make my YouTube channel pop you know possible you know i don't have the time to do that you know like i said i, I mm-hmm. mean i'm racing I'm, I'm training i'm a full-time college student i'm in my master's degree um and Holy i shit. and i tutor online part-time like where do you think i'm getting the time to to do the editing for a youtube channel
2: like exactly. i don't exactly yep i fully so, understand bro
0: so you know it's it's uh yeah no i mean just trying to be trying to be real with the people so like i said you know i, I respect you for that man You know, it's you know the yeah. truth has to be said. So.
2: Well, and I don't want to come across as like, we're just some asshole out here to call everyone out on their yeah, bullshit, no, and whatever. No, it's no, like, no, no. we try, number one, what I want, and the more I dig into this, it, the worse it gets. But what I really want, like you said, I want everyone on that line who's risking their lives to do this and put on this show. Y'all should be able to make a living doing this. You shouldn't have to be driving your van with no fucking brakes across the goddamn country <laughs> And like being like, fuck dude, I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to afford to put the fucking brakes on when I get back. You should be able to go, okay, cool. We gotta put brakes on it. Actually, in all reality, because I've done math on this, you shouldn't have to drive your damn van there anyway. This is like going to the fucking Detroit Lions and being like, Oh, hey, by the way, the game is in Dallas this weekend. Um, make sure you're there by three o'clock on Sunday afternoon. The game starts at six. And just like, good luck. And, oh, by the way, when you get there, make sure you got $300 to get in the door. No, go fuck yourself. Like, we are the show, okay? You're paying us to be the show. And like I said, I want... I I don't want to use, like, hype words or, like, any of those trigger words at this point. But for lack of a better term, I I want... Here's how I'll put it. I want better for the privateers than what you guys are getting right now since you are the show... And I just want to make sure that everything is working the way it's portrayed as it's working. And it's not right now. There is so much smoke and mirrors out there. There is so much. There's such a difference between, say, a Ken Roxon and like you driving around your 98 Ford van. Like, do you know what Kenny would say if he had to drive a 98 Ford van to the race? He'd be like, fuck this, I'm out. Now don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying that Kenny getting paid, you know, two and a half million dollars a year as a base salary is wrong. He is one of the best in the sport. He should get paid like it. That's fine. You should get paid more than what you're getting because there's definitely money there to pay you. There is. I've seen it. I have I have all sorts of information that I probably shouldn't have because I'm just a nobody from Michigan as to the kind of money that comes in, especially from nationals. Supercross I'm not quite as privy to like I can make some some uh, uh, some educated guesses on supercross side but like outdoors outdoors is a fucking mess and like, Davey Coombs and I, I sure, I'm sure we're going to fight again because I've already fought with him once on Instagram about the GoPros on the helmets type thing. And I'm sure we're going to fight over also Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure at some point I'm not going to be welcome at the Outdoor Nationals anymore. <laughs> like, like I'm not going to be able to go in there without a disguise. It's going to be awesome. But I don't care because they need to fix some things for you guys to make things better. And there is money there to do it. And if there's not, then you're going to have to show me why there's not money there to do it. Because the numbers I'm looking at and the numbers I know for different things, there's money there. There's plenty of money to go around. And still, they can make up money. They can still be profitable. Like, no problem. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, for me as a as a business major, because that's that's what I do. I'm I'm a business major. I'm I'm pursuing my my MBA with a concentration in sports business.
2: That is fantastic. Um, and honestly,
0: you know, and honestly, you know, the obviously, I understand there's a there's a little bit of a lapse from textbook to reality. But in all reality, I do believe that there are opportunities um, that can be put in place, and we've actually seen for the sport to grow even more and to benefit guys, you know, like myself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to just, to, to, to make it a little easier to, to make it, you know, to make it a little more doable Um, because, you know, obviously anybody that's not afraid to say something, you know, from the privateer side of things is like, dude, we have a bad. And to be honest, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not a lie. Like, you know, for me to go and place, top 20 in both motos, um, you know, if I get paid contingency and event pay, I'm still really not breaking even on my costs to go and race. Let's say,
2: let's say you go twenty twenty in four because you're racing four fifty outdoors. So you go twenty twenty. What does a twenty twenty finish pay you for a payout from the race? Let's not let's not talk contingency. Let's just strictly go with the what you're going to get for a check from the AMA, AKA MX sports, uh, right now, what, what would they, what would they pay?
0: So to be truthful with you. So, so, so normally I would try to say, um, what did I race before the break? That was Washington. And I did, I did a, a 19 and like a, I don't even know what I got the first medal, from. like a 23, I think twenty three nineteen. For twenty first overall, looking, I got it written down. <laughs> uh, you'd be right. Um, I think that I think that I was looking at just under seven hundred dollars. So
2: and they charge you three hundred no, to enter, right?
0: Um, usually I'm trying to think. It's two fifty to enter, two sixty two after your convenience fees and
2: all that stuff. Unfucking real.
0: You know, and and obviously, you know, we're you know, as a privateer, you know, you're looking at your your gas costs to get out there Mm -hmm. um your your race fuel which realistically if you're not running a a pro 6 or uh an ets uh or you know even renegade whatever you know obviously a, a can of a can of pro 6 you know from the shop and and the the guy that helps me out that gives me to it at his cost you know 150 bucks five five gallons which realistically you go through an entire can of gas and in a day, just about, um, you know, your, your entry fee, um, obviously your licensing at the beginning of the year. And then obviously, you know, paying for, uh, a mechanic, you know, passes for mechanic, my mom and my film guy, um, you know, that's, and I obviously have to pay for those passes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, hotel, food, all that kind of stuff, you know, there's, there's, there really is no room to to break even. And I, uh, you know, so, you know, the, the struggle is real, man. I mean, obviously, yes, you see like the guys, you know, the the privateers out here really, you know, I I would, I use the term hustling loosely because it it does have a little bit of a, uh, some people take it the wrong way, but you know, we, we really do a lot of networking. We really do a lot of work to try and gain help from, you know, those guys that love the sport and the businesses that just want to see guys from around their area or wherever, you know, do well and, and put their names out there and to try and get into a, a factory level ride or mm-hmm. even a ride where, you know, you have everything paid for and all you have to do is show up because, you know, it's, it is, it's definitely a, and I, like you said, I mean, it is definitely a touchy subject, you know, I and I, uh, you know, personally, I, like I said, I mean, you know, the more that I learn, um, the more opportunity that I see. And, and that's my opinion, you know, not everybody might agree with me and, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion and, and that's okay. Um, the, the but clo- I do believe The close-minded
2: of- is what doesn't agree with you because I'm with you. There is a yeah. shit ton of opportunity for you guys. I mean, look at, look at people like, um, Jeff Walker, And we'll go with Kevin Morant's. Now they're doing two completely different ways of going about it. So Jeff Walker has built this YouTube channel and he makes really good money off the YouTube channel, not necessarily just from views, but he also does brand deals, shit like that. So he's making enough money. Like I've had some, I've had some, uh, me and, um, uh, one of my co-hosts, Cole. Cole knows him a little bit better than I do. We've had some private conversations with like him and his dad, and we've heard some figures thrown around, and like so we know like he's making good money off of that. And yeah, and props
0: uh, to him for that. That's yeah. smart.
2: And then you have like on the opposite end, you have Kevin Moran's, who we back here, and he is doing a marketing for racing in a completely different way than anyone else with the helmet wrap deal and now the Patreon deal where you can get your, you know, if you're if you're a fan and you want to pay 50 bucks a month or whatever, he's going to put your name on his front fender with his graphics kit and boom, you're part of the team basically, which is what he's doing is also fucking awesome. So two different spectrums there and those guys are making money. But then you have, let me ask you this. when When you're filming in outdoors here for for your thing. Did you have to fill out one of their filming whatevers uh, for MX sports to be able to do that?
0: Yes. Yeah. And um, my buddy, we weren't able to get in track access. Um, So all the shooting that he does is all from the sidelines. Uh So any film, so anything that you guys see on my YouTube channel at a pro national is Seder shooting from the sidelines this yep. guy is not even on the track and he's getting the shots that he is uh-huh. All the, like pictures that you see on my social media on my instagram this kid is shooting them from the sidelines he's not even in the track and he's getting the shots that he is like 100%. the kid has insane talent and you know he even got into the 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 apprenticeship program with the guys at loretta's to try and make some headway in being able to get some uh some i guess recognition and even uh get his name you know to be recognized so that way you know being able to, to get into the the tracks that way he can get even better um, even better film you yeah. know which helps it helps me and it helps m- me promote the sport it, it it's it's circular you know there there has to be a bit of uh understanding that obviously everybody is helping everybody you know and if they're is a little bit more kind of reciprocation, you know. It just benefits everybody more. But now he was he was only able to to get the uh, the I guess the word I want to use is the credentials or no no the no that's A-okay the wrong that's the wrong film. word.
2: What what he got was his was his uh, his his Nazi papers to be able to have the opportunity to film from outside the fence, dude. When that shit came out. I was so mad because I've been filming from outside the fence at Redbud National every year for five fucking years. And now they wanna tell me oh, you can't bring your camera in, you can't film from outside the fence, even though everyone has a cell phone. So we're not gonna take away everyone's cell phone, but because you have a camera, fuck you. And then we're going to have to watch your YouTube channel. And if you say something we don't like, then we're going to take your shit down. No, 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 no. Go fuck yourself. I did not apply for that pass. We didn't take that pass. We don't have that pass. And they can fuck themselves as far as I'm concerned with that. Again, this is another bullshit way that they're trying to control everything around the outdoor series that is keeping it from growing in my opinion you guys should not have to pay an entry fee you shouldn't have to pay an entry fee for your mechanic you should not have to they should be paying for a film guy to follow you and do a youtube channel with you why because that will grow the sport making you pay for him to get in making you pay him making you um apply for that damn pass is just bullshit because you say you want to grow can the sport, I- and then you fucking put all of these all of these uh, uh, restrictions on it. it. It's just complete crap. That's all it is. It is complete and utter crap, and it's just so they can control any sort of narrative around it. Because it, uh, if you have that pass at this point, and you go on your channel and say something really out there that they don't like, they are going to shut you down like... <laughs> for lack of a better term, like the Nazis did in Germany in World War II. like They are just going to put the clamp down on you, man, and it's going to suck, and it's ridiculous because, again, here's another opportunity for you to have some sort of income coming in from YouTube, whether it's brand deals, whether it's sponsorships outside of YouTube, whether it's YouTube revenue itself. Here's the opportunity for you to do that, and then they're going to clamp it down if you say something that they don't like.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, personally, I, I really think that, you know, and actually I I think a great example, um, you look at, you know, obviously I know that formula one is massive. It is the, the biggest and most elite racing in the world, but you know, like they have, obviously I, I don't even truthfully know the, even the depth I would imagine that there's quite a bit of outside, you know, uh, media, um, outlets and, and, channels and whatever to watch you know youtube all that kind of stuff um but one one great example is like netflix you know netflix has a has a series on on the drivers and so
2: forth drive to survive if you
0: drive to survive that's right and i love that stuff i love that um you know if you support the the riders and you support their content creation all you're doing is you're just like you know, even as a racer, we have a bad race and we're like, oh my God, like, you know, I did you know, just whatever, like track suck for a while, like whatever, you know, you you go and say whatever, but at the end of the day, you know, you have people watching and engaging with the sport, um, you know, and, and, and it just kind of, it's just more visibility, you know, and I think, you know, obviously if you support the riders in that way and, you're just creating more and more eyes. People love the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yep. Um, you know, as far as the GoPro stuff, you know, I would definitely like that. That sucked. The whole thing with the GoPro deal. You know, obviously a guy like you know, like Adam Sancerello, who is, you know, you normally see that's the guy who's you know, GoPros are going up on on YouTube for for GoPro, and he has a GoPro deal. Like,
2: mm-hmm. dude,
0: that that had to that had to suck even for a factory level guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and for me, you know, I was I, I did a couple of, of GoPro previews on uh, on YouTube for Supercross
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then come outdoors. They were like, yeah, no, like you can't do it pretty much, period, unless it's on the bike or I guess I don't know if you're allowed to run a chest mount, but realistically who's going to want to run a chess mount at any point during a pro national yeah. probably probably nobody mm-hmm. um you know and we saw i mean realistically look at what happened with the Savachi onboard camera at high point right? oh
2: god the it, 1980s on board you mean
0: i mean listen i you know i don't want to i don't want to sound too hateful but it it just the execution wasn't as good as what i think that they were hoping for so
2: <laughs> that was you know, terrible. I, I think that
0: <laughs> So, you know, I, I, it does suck because obviously for me, like, dude, people love that stuff. Like, you you know, you see the viewing of those videos. And even for a guy like myself who, you know, I've never raced Washougal and I wanted to go and I wanted to watch just about every GoPro onboard camera that I could find.
2: Exactly. Of
0: Washougal. Yep. You know, it's, it's, but people love that stuff, man. People love seeing that kind of stuff because you know, it just offers a completely different perspective and, um, you know, it, it definitely sucks. You know, I I, I understand that there was a, a bit of, uh, you know, I guess, you know, I guess some of the reasoning was, was dealing with, like, you know, the idea of, like, oh, like the GoPro, like, catches the head and it yanks it and, yep. you know, injury and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, like, that's, I mean, to be honest, that's, I mean, at that point, then visors should be a problem. And are you, like are you really about to take that or, You know, and not only that, but, you know, and all the things that we do in the sport, like, I think that that's a bit hard to say, because you can have your GoPro pop off, like it does happen. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally agreeing with it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know all of the details around it. I just think that it was, it sucks because it was, Um, You know, a great way for for people to engage with the sport even more. I mean, obviously, you know, content, you know, pushing content, push, 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 push content. And, you know, if if someone watching the uh, the live race isn't an option and they don't care about watching. What two hour or I'm sorry, not even well, two hours total of just watching the motos themselves, not Mm -hmm. watching. The, the interviews or anything like that. If that's not an option, if somebody doesn't want to do that, they just want to watch the highlights and they want to watch uh, a GoPro video and they want to watch a couple of YouTube videos. Like, you know, you're you're just limiting the the ways for people to interact with the sport to grow the sport. You know, it's it's uh, it's a bit of a shame, but um, you know, I like I said. I mean, personally, for me, I think that there's like I said, you know, there's there's definitely opportunities, but um, you know. Obviously, we're gonna keep growing, and you know, we're gonna get my boy Seder and in, inside, inside <laughs> the track next year. You can count on it. He'll be inside the track. We're we're, we're gonna push for it because we want to make sure that we put out great content for people. We want to give them, you know, the awesome shots like you see on on um, like on BAM TV, yeah, you know, on on Barsha's on Barsha's, you know, channel, and you know, want to help my boy grow and want to help him grow what he's doing. Um, you know, and, and, you know, just be able to kind of make it better for everybody. You know, if, if he's able to go and he's able to get better shots, put out better content, you know, it not only helps me, it helps him as well to promote his brand. And, you know, it helps the sport too. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, the better picture that you can get and the, you know, the better shots that you get, you know, you know, viral stuff doesn't go viral because it looks bad. You know, most times it it's because it looks pretty sick and it's clear um you know for the for the most part unless you're watching somebody like wad their brains out or something (laughs) you know
2: (laughs) yeah pretty much so um so how did the um how did the whole youtube thing come about did you just start that this year did you have one going before this like what what was the deal with that
0: um honestly that was just something that i decided to do i was i was kind of talking about it last year like late last year and i was like man like you know, um, I, I had gotten myself an eBay steal. I got a, a GoPro Hero seven black um, for super cheap off of somebody and I was like Great you know camera. What, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna yeah, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna run this thing a little, I'm gonna make some some onboard footage and I think that it'll also help me too. Yep with some of my training and, and kind of analyzing, you know, some things that I can work on and, and so forth. And, you know, then the, the the idea came about of, you know, why not make a YouTube channel, make make a real behind the scenes look of what it is for me, somebody that, you know, like literally right now I have a paper due in five hours that I'm halfway done, <laughs> you know, a term, a term paper for, for my, my international business class, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, even, you know, even just aside from being a privateer, it's very different from you know, most of the racers that are even out there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot of guys that are in master's programs that are out there in the top twenties, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it came to me as a thing of, you know, it's very individual, it's very special, uh, you know, and it's very, I think it's very relatable for, for people, you know, obviously that are like, man, like it's, you know it's more than just a racer it's more than just a guy that just spends his life training and racing and road biking and you know on on the ski erg or you know on the rower you know all that kind of stuff it's it's you know there's a lot more to me yep. um, than just than just my racing and you know truthfully you know i i do understand that that obviously You know my higher education and my continuing education does take away a bit of my time for um you know from my program it takes a little bit of time it makes my time very 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 tight um but you know it's for me i'm obviously i understand that there's a life after racing um i want to be able to try to contribute to the sport as best as i can i want to try to create positive impact um and you know through my youtube i just want to be able to show people you know, what that looks like, um, you know, show people a bit who I am. Obviously, you know, for me, truthfully, for me, over the years, I've been a bit, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a, of a private person. Um, and, you know, I've, I've realized that, you know, I, I kind of need to open up a little bit. And, and truthfully, the more I do, the more that I find that people really like who I am and, and you know, the story that I have to tell about myself um you know and and all i'm doing is just speaking my truth about my life and and my experience as a racer and and my personal growth um and so you know the the youtube was just something that i think that our first i think our first episode was was either in december or january um we are um we're hopefully releasing another video this week um obviously so so Seder, my buddy who does the who has clutch media films that that does all the, the filming and the editing. Um, he also owns a, he just started a small business. He's, he's making goggles and is making apparel and, uh, you know, he's, he's slowly growing his own business as well. Um, so, you know, we're a couple dudes that, you know, and he's a college graduate as well. So we're a couple dudes, you know, educated dudes that are, are, you know, taking a stab at it. You know, we have, We have things going on in life, you know, it's more than just the racing. And for him, it's more than just the filming. Like, you know, the guy, the guy has a business. So, you know, um, you know, that's really, really what I wanted to do was just show people, you know, the realistics behind it and it's growing more and more. And obviously, you know, as I kind of figure out, you know, ways to make it a little bit easier on myself as far as, um, you know, getting the kind of content up that I want in a timely manner and stuff like that you know I, I see some stuff like um you know um for example like i saw you know you said about jeff walker and i think i've you know i've gone on his channel a couple times and you know i definitely respect the the progress that he's made with that um you know but i've seen like you know how you put a video up about crashing over a supercross triple you know obviously i'm not as open about that you know <laughs> on my youtube um you know obviously if i wad my brains out if somebody gets it on camera like that's cool i mean there's there's part of the you know i think it was on i think it was on heck my first episode my first or second episode of my um of my series the privateer path yeah. that i wadded twice in one day in a rhythm section literally at the exact same spot so you know but uh but you know, it's it's gonna continue to grow, it's gonna continue telling my story and, and following closely to who I am. You know, that's that's yeah. the biggest thing is, is I just wanna I wanna show the story of who I am, show my progress and show people, you know, what it really is like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it is not, you know, for the privateers and, and for myself, it is not sunshine and rainbows. It is a grind, and when I say grind, I do not mean that lightly <laughs> at all. I don't mean it as in the, the you know the the fake you know the fake story we put on Instagram of oh yeah dude I'm grinding I'm grinding no dude it's real it is it is real dude like I'm I'm literally I was working the the the, the night before Unadilla until ten o'clock I was like okay like you know whatever dinner shower all that. From nine o'clock to ten o'clock, I am working on this paper that I have staring me at the face due Sunday night. You know, I am going to work on this for an hour, and then obviously, you know, race day, and then after race day, you're tired, so you lose a whole day. And then now today, I'm like, all right, man, I'm grinding this thing. I'm grinding it. You know, and it's for me, it's 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 you're always on go mode. You know, there's it's very few times that I'm not on go mode.
2: Yeah, so um, so speaking of Unadilla, well, uh, I know you got a paper due, so we'll uh we'll try to uh, get this wrapped up here soon.
0: How you are good, man, you are good.
2: <laughs> okay, how was uh how was the Unadilla track? Because I'll admit watching it yesterday, probably one of the most boring nationals I've watched this year. Um, I mean it looked to me like typical Unadilla. It was uh it was tilled real deep. It was it got really ruddy and basically turned into ruck cross all day. So what uh, what was that? What was it like riding it? What did you think of it? Go.
0: <laughs> so my first experience, actually, at Dilla was in 19. It was one of the first ones that I ever did. I did not make the mains. So I didn't have a lot of track time on Dilla on prior to yesterday. Um, but I will tell you, I mean, I, um, I qualified decent. I had a little bit of a trouble with with kind of bike setup all day but um you know aside from that you know honestly the, the thing is travis like unadilla is such an iconic track to me so it's just so cool even if the track isn't the my most favorite track um i just think it's so sick riding it you know what i mean it's just it's a staple in 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 motocross um But and I like like the track changes that they did, truthfully. It made it a little more high-speed, which for me, I I like high-speed stuff. Um, So for me, I really liked it. Um, I will say, though, yeah, no, it definitely got really, really, really running. Um, And what was interesting was that there was a lot more, like, small chop, I felt like, this year, um, compared to what I've seen from uh, from years prior, just watching, watching some of the old broadcasts and stuff like that. Um, It definitely I mean, look at what happened. I think it was Sexton in the first moto. I mean, the guy came off the start and, you know, he just that the bike went right out from under him. Yep. Um, You know, so I mean, what was interesting was there were certain spots that got a lot more rutted than what I would have thought. It would have, um, and then there were other places like uh, right after the finish line, where it didn't get nearly as rutted um, as I've seen. Like I said, in, in years past, um, but it was interesting. Honestly, man, I I had I had a good run, not my best day. Um, you know, I, I started off you know decent in qualifying. Um, I'm not a big qualifying guy. I'm I'm definitely a gate drop guy. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I did not get a great start in the first moto, but I worked my way up to 15 miraculously on the first <laughs> lap, I managed to pass a ton of people and make my way up to 15th. And I was riding good. Um, got, uh, my buddy Surratt got by me. Um, him and I always seem to be right neck and neck with each other. Um, and we were kind of hanging there and, and I, and I stalled my bike twice. And just made a bunch of stupid mistakes that cost me a bunch of time and positions. Um, and I, I only managed to walk away with, with one point for the day. I got 20th in the first moto. I'm not sure exactly what I got in the second moto. Um, truthfully, I I did. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, this is news (laughs) to me because I, I was just struggling, man. The second moto, the second moto, I just couldn't get comfortable on the track. And, um, you know, it, it kind of, it kind of ate me. Um, You know, I was just kind of struggling, you know, to, to be comfortable, to get my lines. Like it just, it just wasn't coming together for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously I felt like the more that I tried, the more that I struggled. Um, And it's super, super frustrating when that happens. Um, Obviously as a guy that's been in the top 20 and I consider myself to top, to be a top 20 guy, um, you know, pushing for that top 15, you know, I've been in that position uh, twice now. Where I've been close to fifteenth or in fifteenth, and just had you know, uh, you know, at Millville, I caught my foot over a jump and decided to try and be Superman, um, <laughs> and then you know at at you know at Dilla yesterday, you know, just being a, a bonehead and just you know making stupid mistakes. Um, so Dilla was Dilla was not exactly my best experience, but you know I will say, obviously, you know, any time being at a track like that, I mean, it's just so sick, man. Like it's, like I said, it's a staple, and for me, you know, I I respect it and I I love it, man. Like you know, obviously, I, I went to those nationals when I was a little little kid, and you know, back when you know uh, when Tim Ferry was on Yamaha. Oh wow! And you know the guy, yeah, yeah, and you know the guy, the guy gave me his goggles and like literally like the best day of my life, and um, you know it was. You know, for me, obviously, you know, that was so cool as a kid seeing that and and even going back there once or twice, you know, when I was on like, you know, like super minis just to go and see Um, and now going and racing and I'm like, man, like, it's just so cool. And honestly, man, it just feels it's it's very um, it's very wholesome, I would say it's it's very and it's because it's full circle, you know, obviously for me as a young fan, as a kid. You know, and that being like, man, I want to go do that. That's what I want to be. I want to go and race this track as a professional racer and be one of these guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these years later and now I'm going and doing it and I'm growing my presence and I'm, I'm my name is getting out there more. And, and, you know, people recognize me from YouTube and, uh, you know, people just recognize my name from being out there and, you know, people, you know want to talk to me and, and interact and being able to interact with fans is honestly so cool. And, you know, just for, for that race in particular, obviously I've, I've spent a lot of time there as a fan and, and at Bud's Creek as well. Um, just, just the, the fact that it's so full circle just honestly makes that track such an awesome experience, even though I didn't have my best day.
2: Sweet. Now are you, so are you originally from the Northeast then?
0: Yes, sir. I'm I'm originally from Pennsylvania, southeastern Pennsylvania.
2: You know, um, I knew I that. There. I'm a fucking idiot. I knew that. God,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. No, I, I lived there for about the first 16 years of my life, and and then I I've, I've been in Florida for the past seven.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool. I say because I knew you were in Florida now, and yes, yeah, that after you, as soon as you said that, I was like, shit, he's from Pennsylvania, you idiot. So uh. anyway, um, okay, cool, man. Um, what's your favorite track on the series?
0: Oh. Honestly, I'm between Thunder Valley and Millville. I'm more inclined to say Thunder Valley, though, just because the track is so dang fast.
2: That's um, interesting.
0: <laughs> I, dude, I love Thunder Valley. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it's it just, you know what's interesting, though? Um, the track robs so much power that on a 450, you feel like you are hammering the absolute freaking guts out of the thing. But it's so much fun. You know Hmm. i i personally like and i really and it's hard to say exactly what but i just i ride the track really well um and i enjoy how fast it is i love going up and down you know the side of a basically the side of a mountain uh you know in the the foothills there right before the rockies yeah um you know i i just love that man um and that would be another reason why i love millville millville is a super fun track and and being able to go up and down mount martin is pretty sick
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah those are those are two that are on my list to to go to um because we like national wise i'm i'm relatively new to the to the sport we'll call it like last five six years is when i've really gotten into it i was a kid the kid of the 90s and like watched it on tv on espn and crap but never really got that far into it and then i went to playing hockey through middle school and high school whatever and then grew up and got dirt bikes at the ripe young age of 25 and now have really really got deep into it um so i've been to Redbug, because obviously that's in my backyard here uh but haven't been to any other national tracks. so we're going to do iron man um in a couple weeks here uh because that one's obviously pretty close but millville's definitely on the list for in the next couple of years here for sure um and thunder valley is another one i want to go to because that's that's pretty close to Denver isn't it like you could fly into Denver and be pretty oh, pretty close
0: yeah. it's it's right there okay it's, it's right there um, you know and Iron Man is another is another track that I like I don't know what it, like I said I don't know what it is about that track but I I do like Iron Man it's pretty sweet as long as it doesn't rain oh yeah like once it starts flooding then <laughs> you know I'm I might have to, ch- I'm, I'm going to have to trade in my bike and go get a jet ski.
2: Yes, exactly. It's got to be that Godzilla jump. You got to, the, the Godzilla jump has to be it. So
0: honestly, I will, I will not lie, man, that, that track is pretty treacherous though. You would, you, you don't really see it, but there's a lot of little lines going up that jump that you don't see. So when you got, see guys get like all out of control going over the Godzilla jump. Yeah. It's because there's a lot of bumps and a lot of really, really small lines that you guys can't see on TV
2: hmm interesting well i'm excited to see it i've heard it's really cool from what people have told me it looks cool on tv the years that it doesn't flood uh so (laughs) so i'm excited to go there um now are you are you driving out to cali for the final two rounds also
0: you can count on it
2: all right well let's put this way from what from what i understand it might just be the final round uh (laughs) i I understand Uh i understand hangtown is uh there, there's some issues going on. Like I heard a couple weeks ago, they're out of water. The well there is dry. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm, at this point, from the information I have, and mind you, I'm just a nobody from Michigan, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, if, I, I've not heard things about, thing, about Hangtown being super promising at this point.
0: If they don't race it at Hangtown, I would be willing to bet that there'll be another race at pala they'll take it back to pala again
2: yeah probably we'll see i mean they won't go to Glen Helen, but
0: (laughs) uh no 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 (laughs) no i would be willing to bet that they'd probably put it back at, at pala again yeah which um i'm hoping that they they change the track a little bit last year i thought last year's uh last year's pala was pretty good this year's pala i mean personally i wasn't a fan of it um just interesting. Was it that weird? Was it <laughs> that weird moon
2: dirt that they put out there? Because I heard that was a a blast to ride in.
0: Um, you know, man, I'm not gonna lie, that was really deceiving. <laughs> um, but it's you know what's what's interesting though is I actually haven't had any experience with California until around last year. Um, and I got the hard charge reward. I went from like almost last in the start up to 21st. Sweet. Um and so i like i you know then i was like man i really like this track the track's pretty sweet and i did enjoy it i Mm -hmm. mean california dirt's kind of crap because it just you know at times where it looks like there's traction there's actually none and where there's (laughs) times where it doesn't look like there's traction there's really none yeah um but it no i i wasn't I, i mean the that was just really weird you know how they tightened it up um i just feel like you know uh, as far as, you know, for extending the lap time, I mean, I, I guess that you could have done that for, for lengthening the lap time, but it just didn't really make a ton of sense to me. Um, you know, I personally, for me, there were some spots of that track that were a little sketchy. Hmm. Um, that's, that's my personal opinion. I really wasn't a big fan of it. Um, you know, maybe I just needed to, you know, put my big play pants on, but, Maybe it could have been me. It could have been the track. Maybe it could have been both. I'm willing to admit that I didn't ride that great there. Um, So I may be a little bit biased, but I, I don't know, man. I just wasn't, wasn't a big, uh, wasn't a big fan of of Pala this year for the opening round. Um, I'm hoping that they kind of get it together uh, coming in a couple weeks and, you know, that they kind of, you know, realize some of the, areas that they needed to work on and that they they work on it
2: yeah yeah hopefully we'll we'll see here man it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to say the least to see how this how this turns out so um you have you have plans for uh for supercross for 22 here because they've got the schedule out so we know where we're going now well,
0: let's see. So, if you're doing West Coast, you're basically in California. Yep. Or if you do East Coast, you're bouncing all over the country. Why? Yep. Because that's just how it is. 100%. <laughs> um, 100%. But, but um, you know, I right now, I'm hoping to do another East Coast run uh, next year. We'll see. Um, obviously, with it just bouncing all over the place like that, that just makes the expenses go up even more. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to... You know, I've already kind of started some talks um, in trying to get, you know, stuff together for next year. Um, My program will be growing, though. You can definitely count on that. Um, There will be opportunities for you know fans to help support and love it. You know, I'm going to be releasing some some merch here soon. I just got my emblem together, and uh, big thanks to to Sarah and Hankos for for helping me out with that. Um, and for all the hard work that she's putting into into getting some merch designed, um, so you guys can definitely count on that. And yeah, like I said, there will be there will be opportunities for fans to to help support the program. Um, and I, you know, obviously with that, you know, being completely transparent about you know what kind of costs we're looking at and and trying to to tell people kind of what it is that they're supporting. Um, you know, I want to be able to have better representation for people that are helping me, um, going into next year. Um, and I would like to see about growing the program by obviously, you know, the more, the more support I'm able to pull together, the, the better, obviously, um, for multiple reasons, you know, I would, I would like, I would love to have an actual mechanic, at least somebody to help me out (laughs) on the weekend. You know, I can handle the bike work during the week, but you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle, man. I mean, um, you know, I have a a network of people that have, you know, jumped in to help me out, you know, for some of the outdoor rounds, you know, my, my, my oldest brother, he's gone with me to a couple rounds and he's jumped in. Um, you know, I love him to death, but I, I really end up doing the work, um, (laughs) you know, He's, he's, you know, he's, he's more of kind of helping out, like, you know, checking tire pressure and filling up on gas and, and stuff like that and washing the bike, um, you know. But, you know, it, it really does kind of come down to me. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's uh, you know, and I, I have some, some other buddies. You know, I have, I have a, uh, a friend of one of my sponsors out in California who helps me. I have a, a buddy from the Midwest who comes out to help me at some of those rounds, but I would love to see about maybe – making it just a little bit easier on myself, um, you know, and, and try to expand into other things, you know, maybe get some more costs, get some more costs covered. So it's not as hard on, on me personally. So that way I can focus on putting my own personal money in, into, um, you know, other things that would, uh, definitely help the program. Like maybe, a, maybe a newer van, <laughs> um, for sure for sure. Yeah. But we'll see, we'll see what it looks like. Like I said, definitely be on the lookout, you know, merch is coming out and there will be opportunities for, for fans to help out, um, to contribute to the, uh, contribute to the program. The YouTube will be continuing to grow. You can count on it. There's going to be special projects that I have coming, coming after the pro motocross series. Sweet. Have to leak a little bit there. There will be a, Big big CC two stroke coming out. Yes, that we'll be repping. Yes, so love it. And we're listen. We're not talking about little 252 smoker. No, no, no. We're we're talking <laughs> big boy stuff. Oh boy, big boy stuff. I, I big a, boy stuff. I have
2: a feeling I know what you're talking about. Did you see the uh, mm-hmm. Did you see the build we did with Kevin on his uh, his 150?
0: I did, I did. That thing was pretty slick. Dude. That thing was pretty slick. I liked
2: it. That bike came out sick when it was done. Yeah, gorgeous. I can't wait. He's coming up to do... uh, There's a private track up here uh, that I took him to when he was here to show him um, that he wants to ride. So They do a a once-a-year ride right now at this place. We call it the golf course. Um, I mean, it literally... They manicure this so it looks like a golf course. And it's a sand track that has big jumps and big roller section. I mean, dude, the thing is sweet. And he's like, bro, you need to let me know when that weekend is that they have the ride day because I'm coming. And I'm so pumped because I get to ride that two-stroke that weekend because <laughs> I told him, I was like, we built this in my shop. I helped out with this. I want to ride this. He's like, no, nah, that's fair. So I'm yeah. pumped to do yeah, that. I no, man. man. Absolutely. So um yeah and we uh we should we'll we'll talk off air too we may we may be able to uh try to figure some stuff out what do you do for training like during the week right now are you just literally on the road and trying to find tracks in between the rounds or are you going back and forth to florida like what are you doing right now
0: um usually i stay on the road um obviously being from the northeast i i have um, some good friends and I have a, a family that I'm very close with that I'm fortunate that they, that they let me stay with them and, and harass them in between, you know, the rounds <laughs> that are up this way. Yep. Um, you know, I know, I listen, I know that by the time I'm leaving, I'm like, they're like, all right, you know, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, no, 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 no. But you know, uh, you know, good, good folks. And, and you know, for, for right now, I mean, I'm, I'm staying on the road. Um, obviously for these last five rounds, I'm on the road period. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I. I uh, I don't really get to go home too much, um, in between the rounds, um, you know, just because of, you know, the cost of going back and forth and obviously I'm not flying. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm staying on the road, um, you know, trying to find tracks to ride, um, you know, at least, at least once or twice, you know, a week, you know, between the rounds, I, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, you know, and, um, you know sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't um you know just really you know the the training for me was when i was at home and i was able to go and and ride a bit and and be able to train and and do what i needed to do i mean i um you know it was just it was kind of on me to to do it obviously when i'm out on the road and and i'm having to to sacrifice days of driving and and so forth and still doing school and and, you know, getting the bikes all, you know, ready to rock and roll again, you know, between between the rounds and, and so forth, you know, it definitely makes it a little harder. The travel aspect definitely, it definitely takes a lot of time for sure. And it, it makes it makes the, uh, you know, between the round riding a little bit harder.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's man, I can't. I can't even fathom what you guys go through, like, doing that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, I've watched so many videos, and I've talked to a lot of you guys about this whole privateer, being on the road, like, trying to find places. I mean, it's hard enough for me being in one spot, running a business, which is very similar to what you guys are doing with running your programs, trying to get from place to place, and, like, trying to find time to go ride... Once or twice a week at most, and I mean, I have a small track at my house where I can just go out and ride, and it still is tricky to get that ready, go ride it, whatever. Let alone to try to pack up and go to a track um, around here. So, I mean, I, I have nothing but respect for you, privateer guys, and like it, it's guys like you that it, that we really want to help out here, and we've got some we've got some stuff in the works. Um, that we're gonna try to do also to kind of help you guys out uh we have we have some merch and stuff that we're developing at this time to try to try to go into 2022 with some cash to be able to help out um uh some of you privateer guys that are basically living in your vans because like we uh Obviously, we we talk to you and and uh, you know try to keep up with you a little bit. Morans again, we sponsor him, so like we uh, we keep up with him. He's another one that basically lives out of his van, traveling across country, doing everything. Um, Bobby Piazza is another one. I mean, that dude. I don't know, I don't know like what your van life is compared to him, but that dude was telling me like at Indianapolis Supercross, he was like staying in his van at the stadium um (laughs) during the winter and i'm like bro you should have let me know because we could have made some stuff happen so you didn't have to stay in your van every single night for a week in indy in the middle of february like fuck
0: yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty hardcore man i mean that's that's pretty hardcore and and honestly man like um you know thankfully you know it's um you know obviously it's an effort of the people that support me and and you know the the companies and and the businesses that support me right now, um, and it's also a family effort. Um, mm-hmm. You know, thankfully, you know my, my family helps me, um, you know, as much as they can, um, so that like you know when I'm staying in Indy, you know, I have a an Airbnb to stay at, so that way, um, you know, I at least have a place to, to crash and to to be. You know, um, not sleeping in and, your van
2: in thirty degree weather because <laughs> Jesus um, man.
0: It, I tr- well, let me tr- let me tell you one thing right now. It definitely got a whole hell of a lot colder than thirty degrees. That is for sure mm-hmm. um, at Indy. So you know, I, I mean, listen, oh. Bobby. I wish you, I wish you would have told me, man. I mean, listen, dude. We could have we could have hung out and, and had you at the Airbnb, bro.
2: <laughs> I know, man. We dude. We I I ended up getting in contact with him um, after the whole debacle of like uh, what was it, McElrath. Not qualifying into the main and then getting to ride the main, and so, like, we called Bobby after that to be like, Well, let's get your side of the story here, what the AMA told you, or whatever. Um, yeah, and so we talked to him at that point, and luckily, when that all went down, he got enough notoriety. And they started somebody started like a GoFundMe for him, and he made Several thousand dollars in that GoFundMe. So he's like, We got we actually got a hotel like the last two days, but yeah, up till that point, like the first two rounds, we were sleeping in the van. I'm like, Bro, oh my god, man! <laughs> and it's like man, him, his chick, and his dog. I didn't even, I didn't even know about that, yeah. Like, man, I, give, I didn't even know about that. I give his chick a lot of credit too because she just does it with him, man, and she's awesome. Like, we met her at Red Bud, and she's totally committed to the cause totally just with him i mean it was very um do you uh do you remember matthias jorgensen? yes did you watch any of his vlogs with him and his chick i mean it's very reminiscent of them of just living in their van and people helping them out where they can but i mean literally just staying in the van on the road man to make stuff happen so and I'm, I'm, no
0: but you just gave me something that you just gave me something to watch for sure because that <laughs> sounds that sounds that sounds pretty sick you it, know and, and honestly man that's I and I think that truthfully like you know having you know that ability to to be able to have you know people like you know the fans the fans love the privateers let's oh yeah be honest like oh yeah. You know, everybody's got their favorite privateers and stuff like that and everybody's got their guys that they that they do so I think you know I think that the ability to, to have fans you know obviously you know every for you know obviously being a full-blooded privateer like every little bit helps and you know people are out there that that want to help and you know obviously not a lot of people are are out here you know giving thousands of dollars but you know if people want to just chip in little and little little like i'm sure that the fans are are more than happy to and then you know, they want to see it as support and if they get to be involved in someone's program in that way. Like I'm sure that, that, you know, people love doing it. So I, I you know, I respect for Kevin for, for doing that, that kind of um, I guess it would be almost some kind of platform marketing, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just the ability to, to put people's names out there and that I'm sure are just thrilled to be able to, to be a part of his program and to get that kind of interaction with him, you know?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, uh, so so owning a couple of companies, it, I don't make a ton of money. I support where I can. And I, I know it's the coolest thing for me. When I'm watching that, say, Supercross broadcast, and they've got the camera zoomed in on Kevin because he's whole shot in 450 mains, you know, on a privateer KTM, and I can kind of see my logo on the bike and on the jersey, like, it's the coolest thing. So being a regular fan who's like, I don't even know how to get involved in this, And him having that platform for them to be like, yeah, I'm on that bike. And then they zoom in and they're like, oh man, I helped that guy. Like I give him, you know, 50 bucks a month, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Like you said, it doesn't matter because with you guys, every penny helps. And so I can only imagine what these people are feeling. The problem is, is that I don't think enough people know how to, well, there's two problems. Number one, I don't think enough people know how little they could give you guys to help out and still feel like they're part of it. And number two, some of you guys <laughs> and i'm not saying this is you i'm just saying other dudes i've heard about they they uh they don't respond and it's like when you don't respond we can't help and like there's tons of people that want to help you guys everyone loves the sport there's lots of us out there that love it there's lots of us that would love to say hey man you're coming to Fuck it, say Iron Man. Okay, there's lots of locals to Iron Man. There's lots of people that go there that would be like, man, I would love to just say I'm supporting that guy and give you a couple hundred bucks just to be like, hey, man, I helped you out, you know, and be able to tell their friends, like, yeah, that guy right there, I'm sponsoring him this weekend, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I, I've, I have lots of ideas rattling around my head. I'm going to try to enact some of these ideas going into 22 to really help out the privateer dudes more and and try to get more help to more of you guys because like i said my company makes money we don't make a ton of money so i can only give out so much
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely
2: so um yeah and then yeah but like i said there's there is a point too with some of you guys that you don't respond and you gotta respond because it's like i'm trying i mean i have I have a customer who's local here. He was trying to help out a rider at Redbud and it took him like over a month and a half to like get a hold of this guy and be like, "Hey, here's money. And all I want to do is I want to give you money and then have the opportunity to buy the pit pass and basically hang out in the pits with you all day at Redbud and like if you need me to help you do something, I'll help you do something. I'll pay for my own passes to get into the pits. Like, I don't want to do anything but give you some money and be a part of the experience. And it's like, yeah, there's tons of people yeah, out there. No. So, yeah, so there's tons of people out there that would do that. And like I said, we have some things coming up. I'm, I'm lucky now that I have talk to enough of you guys and beat on the door enough that I'm starting to get in and I'm starting to be able to get in contact with you guys and really help you guys out. I'm trying to come up with some ways and I have some ways that we're going to try to, like I said, enact for 22 where I get people to buy products or whatever to help you guys and then pass the money along. And uh, I... I have a couple ideas I think are really going to work. I have a couple of them like, eh, this might not work, but we're going to, we're going to try it and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing since these, uh, these promoters don't seem to want to help you guys any more than what they already do. Fine. We'll take it into our own hands and we'll do it ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, And honestly, man, that's the thing. Honestly, you know, for me personally, like obviously I, I recognize that, you know, these fans like you know there's a lot of times and i've even gotten a dm from some of them they're like man i know you probably won't answer but i just want to let you know like i'm a fan and you know you're really doing awesome in the outdoors and i look forward to seeing you at iron man and i like you know i answered back i think probably within within like a couple hours and i was like i was like dude i super appreciate it you know i you know i hope that you follow the youtube as well so that way you can see some of the behind the scenes stuff but you know it it make it honestly dude it makes my day being able to to interact with people like that that you know personally i don't really see myself as like that guy mm-hmm. you know um you know that that a fan might see me as but i you know and that's just me being me you know that just that's just how I am. You know, I don't really see myself like that, but it really does. It makes my day, man, to be able to, to be able to to interact with people like that. And to, even if it's, you know, making a small impact, you know, for them, you know, on their day, like, you know, it's, you know, people really, you know, just like I did when I was a kid, you know, I idolize these guys, you know, and even, even like to this day, man, like, you know, Zach Osborne is in my, in my opinion, I think he's a good dude. Um, you know, and I've had a lot of really, really positive interactions with him and he's always treated me super, super well. Um, and you know, obviously I literally have the guy's Jersey from when he was on 85 when <laughs> I mean, he was awesome. at a local regional and you know, like I had, I had my sister go and get it for me. Right. Cause you know, you, you know, have the sister who goes and asks, you know, rather than a little kid. Yep. So, you know, it worked out nicely, but Um, you know, and, and, you know, being able to, you know, now when I'm at a race, you know, I, I mean, the term racing him is kind of a little relative, but, you (laughs) know, but, you know, we're, we're out there, we're out on the same track and, and, you know, we're out there on the same gate and the guy just treats, obviously he treats me like, you know, just a regular dude. And and we go and we huck it up and talk and, um, you know, talk back and forth on Instagram a little and, and stuff like that. And, you know, even to me, being a guy who races him, and obviously by the only circumstance right now that he is injured is the only reason I am ahead of him in points.
2: Uh, <laughs> hey, but, that's okay. Play it up. I would post yeah, that exactly. every day. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm um, you know, beating Zach Osborne in points right now. Fuck yeah. Yeah,
0: i I think. Uh, I think that. I think that we're doing okay, but. Um, you know, I, I, I could be mistaken, but you know, it's like, you know, for me, you know, it's, I, I still look up to the guy and you know, the fact that he answers my DMs, I'm like, like, it's still so cool, man. Like the oh, yeah. guy like that, I've just looked up to even as a kid. And, you know, even now, you know, as, as a, as a 23 year old dude, like who's racing him, I'm like, it's still super cool. You know, so, so even just to be able to, to have that interaction, like for me, you know, when I, when I have people DM me and they're just like, man, like great job this weekend. Or like, you know, if I post something and they're like, good luck, dude. Like, you know, I can't say that I'm going to answer on race day, you know, until the end of the day, but you know, I just love having the, the interaction, man. I, I think that it's super important. Honestly, if you're, if you're not answering your fans, like you're doing yourself a disservice, you're doing the sport a disservice and you're doing the fans a disservice. Exactly. You know, it's just wrong. Because as much Um, as it makes your day, like,
2: you made their day tenfold by responding to them. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm halfway in this circus with you guys, and when I text or email or whatever one of you guys... DM one of you guys that isn't... That's not someone I've met face-to-face and, like, you know, got your phone number or whatever and actually talked to you, if they respond, it still, to me, is like, oh, this is awesome. Like, yes, I'm talking to this person. Fuck yeah. Like... It's still it's still a cool feeling um, for that. So yeah. So anytime you're you're interacting with the fans like that, man, you're doing you're doing way more good than you could ever do bad. So, do you get uh, you get any DMs where people are pissed off at you about fantasy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no. Um, I've actually had a couple people in person though tell me they're like oh yeah dude i have you on my fantasy like you're doing awesome like, but i haven't gotten anybody tell me like i haven't had anybody tell me dude you like totally shit the bed like i haven't had that yet um it's funny actually i had a dude that said that to me who was like dude i have you on my fantasy out in Washugal on my way out of the race this guy had me stop and sign his brand new moto van and <laughs> And uh, dude, honestly, it was pretty. It was a pretty awesome experience. I haven't on. I haven't on. I had my brother take a video and stuff like that for YouTube. So you guys will see that when the episode comes out. But uh, but you know, I mean, was um, you know, when I got out, and he's like, oh, he's like, you're Scott Messing. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I have you on my Moto Fantasy. And I was like, yes sir. Like that's what I'm talking about, man.
2: That's awesome. That is awesome, because I know some of these guys like really tear into some of these people fucking them over in fantasy, and I'm like, look i'm I'm as big into fantasy as the next guy, okay? And like, but I would never even like even you guys that I know joking around would never text me be like, "You fucked me on fantasy. What are you doing, man? God?" <laughs> So
0: <sighs> it's like, man, what the hell are you doing, man? Why is your suspension messed up? Why did you blow your motor? What the hell is wrong with you? Exactly.
2: Now, don't get <laughs> me wrong. You, I'll get you- I'll get on the show and I'll be like, well, this asshole. Like a prime example was like Red Bud last year. So I had I think I had Cody Shock on my team, right? And I don't remember which Red Bud it was last year because we did the two. But I watched him and ARA like fist bump before the moto, the second moto. They rolled off the gate, rolled around one lap, and then pulled off the track and like. I have no idea what's going on, okay? But I'm like, motherfucker, I just watched you fist bump this guy. Y'all rolled around one lap, and then you pulled off the track, and you completely fucked my fantasy over. Now, did I DM him, call him, anything like that? Fuck no. It's not that serious. Did I get upset on the fantasy show? Yes. Yes, I did. Did I call him out on the fantasy show? Yes. Yes, I did. And if he wants to text me and tell me what happened, which actually, there was a podcast. I don't remember if it was Gypsy Tales or something he was on and he said something about that race and why he didn't race it so whatever i know there was something going on but whatever but anyways but yeah but as far as these dudes like texting you guys or or dming you guys and saying like oh man you screwed up my fan nah okay, come on dude go go beat yourself up in a corner or something you retard. retired like come on let's let's get serious here so anyway
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no that's been much man i mean it's, it's. I mean, it's called fantasy for a reason. Exactly. It's just
2: a game, and like 99% of us are not winning anything. So, uh, whatever. And do you play fantasy, or are you out on that?
0: You know, honestly, I did it a couple times. Probably, I think when when Rocky Mountain Fantasy like first came out.
2: Oh, you did the I hard think one. I did, it, uh, <laughs> I did.
0: I did. I did like that one, and I like. I did it a couple times and then I kept getting all my stuff wrong and I'm like, you know what? This is stupid. I'm not going to
2: win anything anyway. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm not going to waste my time. Dude, that one, that one is a total crap shoot where they're like, Hey, pick the top five in the correct order and then pick a random person in a random spot. Like that's way harder. The, the Pulp MX game with the, with the, uh, handicaps and everything like it's, trickier to learn uh but then once you figure it out somewhat then it then it gets much easier to actually like put something together but whatever it's uh, i mean it's it's interesting and i i like it for the fact of it brings a lot of light to a lot of you privateer guys because you have to go down that list and find those dudes to try to score actual decent points like you cannot just right. pick top factory guys all the time because your score will not, uh, not be great. So, yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, we've been at this for almost an hour and 45 minutes with the two of us. Um, like I said, I know you got that term paper, but before you go, uh, give a shout out to where people can find you, how they can follow you, people that are helping you at this point, like just, just get it all out there. So that way the people know where to go to get your stuff, find you, help the people that help you, that kind of stuff.
0: All right. Well, I guess first things first, as far as finding me, um, obviously you can follow me on Instagram. My tag is S 441 um, Definitely check out uh, my YouTube as well. My channel name is just Scott Meshi, but you can also find the the series, the privateer path um, obviously, you know, feel free to, to like and, and comment, subscribe, you know, obviously anything helps, you know, I'm still to the point of trying to get it monetized. Um, you know, obviously, if you're trying to support the privateers, that's a, a big way to help out. Um, as far as sponsors go, um, you know, I definitely have to give a shout out to you know, one thing is I have to, to thank my family, obviously, for everything they do. Got to thank um, you know my buddy, my buddy Sater at Clutch Media Films um, for all the hard work that he puts in. Um, you know, all all the the families and people that, that helped me out along the way, and the friends that that helped me out along the way for. You know making what i do possible um the guys at jmc motorsports um for getting me equipped for for racing um chris johnson real estate uh, nnnman.com. uh steadfast environmental uh matt bell uh at harding bell international thank you Those you know so some guys that have businesses around my area that, that helped me out a lot um, great guys for sure um uh, the Compound MX, uh, Bo and, and Rod at the Compound MX, those are guys are are amazing dudes. They actually gave me a, a place to train last year before the Nationals and have really helped me kind of catapult my, my program to where it is now. I mean, I know that I was training out at Sandbox earlier this year, but those guys really, really gave me a, a place to, to, you know, a platform, I guess you could say, to really start advancing into the places where I'm at now. Um, the guys at Olin's. Uh, Dirt Bike Depot Max at Dirt Bike Depot. Honestly, super great guy. Um, and nah, you that guy's see a douche. <laughs> uh, come on, man. he's he's a he's an awesome guy. I'm oh, just awesome kidding. He's guy. pretty cool. He, and uh, he's he's supporting some privateers. So so he massive is. respect for him.
2: He's doing good things uh, there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the guys at the Cherbies HBD Moto Graphics, um, Arai, 100% Garnet, Shot Race Gear. Just actually got some, some of their 2022 stuff, Shot Race Gear. They're, they'll be they'll be back in, in the United States soon. You can count on it. But you guys can see on my socials some of their uh, their 2022 stuff. It is sweet. Awesome. Um, Garnet, Garnet, Works Connection, Weissco uh, Micah, DT1, Hoosier Tire, uh, Real Home of the Hustle, Get Shit Done Coffee. Obviously, if you haven't tried it, you need to use code meshi 441 some discounts, and that also helps me out a little bit because I get a, a bit of the percentage of, of the sales. So that would be another way to help out. Um, the guys at Motorex, uh, EBS Sports, um, Cherubies, uh, Cry Therapy Cryotherapy uh, in Wesley Chapel if you don't do cryotherapy, you're honestly missing out. Um, you know, everybody just everybody that is involved with what I do. Honestly, I'm, I'm super thankful for the, the team that I have behind me and, and the, the network of people that I that I work with for sure. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. Um, the kind of stuff that we're, we're pulling together. Um, and if you don't follow me, you really should, because every single time that I get points at a national, I start giving away a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, listen, man, we're, we're giving away $50 gift cards, to dirt bike depot. Um, my voice Sater, who, who has clutch media films and clutch racing, you know, we're giving away mystery boxes. We're giving, we're giving out cases of, of cold brew coffee and you know we're giving away a product from EVS so and we're Sweet. continuing to grow the more people that are entering the more stuff that I can give away the better stuff I can give away and the more people are wanting to, to join in you know I'm, I'm in talks with some other companies to try and jump in you know I'm, I'm talking with the guys at Olins about trying to do something you know for the end of year like a big big giveaway. But I can't do it without people entering and without them supporting and sharing the the posts. So if you guys follow me, if you want free stuff, like go to my page, share it. If you guys want bigger stuff, better stuff, more giveaways, like I'm all about giving back to the community. That's a big thing for me. I want to give back to the community, I want to create positive impact. And I can't do it without the support. So please, 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 you know, share that stuff, follow me, help me grow. I will help you guys in return
2: that a boy that's what i like to hear so awesome well everyone go check out all that stuff make sure you go follow our boy scott here uh like you said he's giving away stuff and everyone loves free shit so just go follow him maybe get some free stuff it'll be awesome so scott thanks for coming on man really appreciate it i know we were supposed to do this earlier in the year and we had some some issues so now we're uh now we're in it we're on it and uh we will uh, we'll find you in the pits in a couple weeks at Ironman because we're gonna, we're coming, we're coming in hot.
0: Awesome, man! Sounds good. Sounds good. I definitely look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you ha- for uh, having me on the show, Travis. Honestly, it's been a pleasure.
2: Yeah, man, it's been great talking to you. You uh, if you don't do a lot of podcasts, you should do more because you speak very well so oh, i
0: appreciate that i appreciate that a lot man
2: i i interview quite a few people and some people it's like pulling teeth to get them to talk and with you it's not so yeah you should uh you should be hitting up every podcast out there and telling them hey man i want to come on i want to talk and tell my story and uh yeah just just do it that way and make make it happen so
0: yeah man listen we'll do it We're like i said we're expanding we're expanding <laughs> you never know where you're gonna find me
2: <laughs> that boy well good luck on your paper man and like i said we'll see you in a couple weeks at iron man
0: Sounds good. Thank you, Travis. Appreciate you, man.
2: Yep. Later, bud. All right. Scott Meshi, everyone. Uh... All right. We're gonna we're gonna try and make another we're gonna try and make another phone call here. Hold on a second. We're gonna try to call friend of the show, Kevin Morans. That was a great interview by Scott though, wasn't it? Anyone who's not following him, make sure to go follow him. Super nice kid. His mom's awesome, by the way. She's really awesome. met her at Redbud. She's great. Uh, let's see if friend of the show, Kevin Morans, picks up here. We got all sorts of friends. I don't have to do solo monologues much anymore. It's fantastic. Yo. Yo, Kevin Morans. Welcome What's to on? Moto Aftermath Show, bro. Oh, how's it going? Oh, well, You know, it's going great. I uh, just got off the phone with another privateer hero, Scott Meshy. Uh, oh man, man! I think he's taking some cues from you. He's got some stuff I think coming down the pipes for 2022 that's gonna gonna look real similar to your your project you got going on over here.
1: Uh, that's not what I want to hear,
2: bro. It's a kez only, okay? Oh, bro. Bad? Hey, Bad. hey! No, I'm just playing. There is plenty for everyone to eat out there. <laughs> All right.
1: I'm playing. I'm playing. So it will actually be pretty kind of. I'd be shocked if there's not multiple people that kind of start following the path that I'm heading down because. If they
2: don't, then they're dumb. Yeah, I mean, you're you're doing a great job, kind of showing these guys the way on uh, on what to do here. So it's going fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, buddy, trust me. I dude, I'm I'm a huge fan of yours. Well, on top of being a <laughs> friend and a supporter, so
1: yeah, I appreciate that. A lot of work goes into it. So
2: oh, trust me, I know. I Take- saw it firsthand for like three days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. So, so, bro, uh, did you watch the race?
1: Uh, no, i not.
2: Okay, then we won't talk about the race. Let's talk about your recovery here. So, okay. we're in recovery mode. We got, what, two weeks now until Ironman? Correct. Are we signed up for Ironman? Are we in?
1: <laughs> uh, We are signed up, signed up, I don't know, what, two days ago, three days ago. I have not gotten a confirmation for either one, but I went ahead and just balled out and signed up for the last three. So, we'll see which ones we get accepted to. I'm assuming we'll be accepted to all of them
2: that a boy that a boy that's what i like to hear how is uh how's the recovery going here i know that you're on the bike now you're putting out lots of content being on the bike which is awesome people should go follow you at moran's racing at kevin morans 85 or morans 85 whatever. morans 85 that's yeah, what it Moran is dot 85, morans dot right, 85. <laughs> look dude i'm getting better at it okay <laughs> at least yeah. i'm not way off like i was before uh so yeah. anyway um kevin morans racing yeah. dot com. Oh, or no
1: kevin morans dot com not morans racing
2: dot com. <laughs> oh see you can't even remember how am i supposed to well, remember i'm trying,
1: trying to tell you what you did last time because you said morans racing dot com.
2: Whatever, not a big deal.
1: Anyway, continue.
2: Look, just look up Kevin Moran's on Instagram. You're gonna find his pages, okay? And yeah, there you go. If you really want to ball out, he is selling. Sp- Are you? Can we? Can we break the news about the helmet stuff, or is that not out there yet?
1: No, go ahead. I'm mean, break it. I just, I haven't done my whole little video skit on it, but the. I mean, I the guess idea is out.
2: I guess I don't know for sure the whole story, but he is selling spots on his helmet for your name. For your name, kind of. Okay, so I'm half right again, as per yeah, usual. So correct. I
1: mean, sell, <laughs> selling spots. I guess is I. That's not the way I put it. But so this is the way I'm doing it, right? And I'm, I'm I got to make it creative and short and sweet video about it to kind of market it. So that's one thing. That's the step that I haven't done yet. That's why I haven't posted it, made it public knowledge. But the plan is is anybody and everybody who is a part of my current Patreon. Uh, If they want to go join, just hit uh, the link in my bio and Instagram, or you go to KevinMorans.com, hit the Join Morans Racing tab, Join His Fan, anything like that. So everybody who is a part of the Patreon is going to get their name on that helmet. So it's not necessarily like, I guess in a sense, yes, you're buying your spot, but if you join the Patreon at any level, join it for $5 and get your name on my helmet at the final round of Pro Outdoors. Sick. Um, So everybody who's a part of it is going to have their name on the helmet. And then I am going to be giving that helmet, after I race in it, I'll sign it. I'll be giving that helmet away to one of the patrons that has their name on the helmet, right? Sick. And the way I'm going to do it is entry-based, right? So if somebody hops on at the $5 tier, they get one entry. But if you hit the the top tier, which is I believe it's ninety-five dollars a month, which is to get a front fender, your name on the front fender, everything like that, you get twenty-four entries to win said helmet. And obviously good. name size will be based off of tier as well. So the smaller tier you are, the smaller your name is. The bigger tier you are, the bigger your name is on the helmet. So no, it's a cool little idea. I wanted to come kind of jump start in for this year, get a little test run with it. I think it's pretty cool to get people involved, obviously, to bring some more support to my end and then really blow it up for Supercross next year.
2: Sick. Love it. Love it.
1: You like the idea?
2: Yeah, dude. No, it's cool, man. It's cool. Are you going right. to do are you going to do different fonts on it compared to like I know the fender, you've got that pretty pretty clean, easy to read font like are you going to do maybe like some graffiti font or some something like that on the helmet to kind of I
1: will probably keep it clean.
2: Okay. Just cuz
1: obviously, you know, people are going to want to be able to read their name on it. Yeah. I thought about I have a couple different designs, like the one that I just posted on Instagram today uh, for people to come by and check out, just the idea. Um, I have a couple different, different designs. That's the one that's more organized and neat and like names in a line uh, or in rows, I guess. I got another design that's kind of like just names randomly everywhere, which I think kind of looks cool. It just, I guess it depends on the amount of names, amount of support, amount of people that have to go on the helmet, and then a lot of boom, a boom, we'll figure it out and make it happen.
2: Um she'd so be doing some shout uh, out to our girl Sarah Ball at
1: Bike Graphics for making all that happen.
2: Well I can't shout her out. She's not supporting the show yet, okay? Like she's gotta oh, okay. she, she's gotta bring some support over this way before I'm shouting gotcha. her out hard, okay.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> well I, I got I got it snuck in there. Yeah, she's she's a
2: nice lady, okay, and she helped me out tremendously. <laughs> so, you know, like yeah. she's cool, but we're not shouting her out too hard over here, okay. We got, gotcha. we gotta get gotcha. we gotta get some help coming this way. Like maybe send me some graphics for my four fifty, like what make some shit happen. Um <laughs> Um, anyway, so, uh, you've been doing some local races, I see. Where was yes. that, uh, where was that one that you were lying, you showed the, like, gate pick or whatever, and it was, like, you and Grant Harlan and, fuck, I don't know, there was, like, two or three other Van people Butcher, on there. School, yeah, 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 Where was that?
1: <laughs> All the boys. Uh, that was, um, Washington, Missouri. That was hmm. just, like, a little fair race or whatever. That was kind of, like, my first race back. I mean, that was...
2: A little fair race with all you dudes race, on yeah. the line, Jesus.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was just a heat race too. Like John Shore, there's a bunch of other people there that you didn't even see in the photo.
2: Were they paying like a good payout or what?
1: Yeah, there was a good payout to
2: it. What was it?
1: That's what. I'm uh, curious. I think the the total purse was like thirteen grand.
2: Holy shit. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but like the way they broke it down, obviously, I don't know all that information.
2: How did How did that go for you? Um
1: I mean it was my very first race back and I didn't do terrible to be honest. Like considering I hadn't taken off of a gate literally since Supercross and I was taken off of dry slick concrete dirt over a supercross (laughs) gate. Uh or supercross great. Um yeah, that went pretty good. It got out good starts. I mean it was the, the way the track was, it was pretty dry and concrete, uh and qualifying and or a practice and then Uh, heat races and then right after heat races were over uh it poured and poured (laughs) and then they it's a concrete track with pouring rain on it you know how that goes yep went great uh so they kind of tracked it in we were able to race and just got out of there safe that's the biggest thing that's like pretty much what i did this weekend as well just getting gates getting gate drops
2: that was my um, next question was, did my- you actually race this weekend? Because I couldn't really tell by the post at first. So
1: Yes. Yeah, I raced this weekend. Okay. It was good. Sweet. Starting to feel better throughout the motos. I mean, obviously, it's probably going to be not easy to do a the end of the moto of a 30 plus 2 on a gnarly track. Considering I live in Kansas and it's not always super easy to find gnarly tracks. But we're putting in our uh, due diligence, our time, and we'll see what we can make happen.
2: Did you go to Renner's Place and ride or
1: uh reynards or Raynard.
2: Rainers, sorry jesus christ it's been a long it's been a long weekend
1: i'm <laughs> oh, just playing i'm just playing uh no not yet i'm actually going to be heading down to oklahoma Hospital. hopefully this week either to ride at game Odo or Rainers. i don't i don't really know what the plan is fully okay. yet kind of depends on what develops tomorrow sweet
2: cool that's awesome so, yep. Well, sweet, man. Uh, just wanted to call. I mean, since you didn't, since you didn't watch the race, we can't talk about the race. So just want to call and get a get an update here. Plus, like I said, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm flying solo on the show here. So luckily Scott was like, he, he wanted to talk for a while. So we got, we got a pretty decent <laughs> show and now I'm going to monologue a little bit about the race after I get off the phone with you. But, uh, yeah. So nice. just wanted to check. I mean, I'm still waiting on that number plate for the studio here.
1: That's uh, yeah. No joke. You're yeah. going to have to wait till after Outdoors, brother. Yeah, I've got so much crap going on. Jeez but trust me, as soon as Outdoors is over, that's when uh, all the goodies will be coming.
2: I'll just I'll just steal one no, out of your... No, just...
1: Hey! Well, I was going to say, I'll see you at Iron Man, bro. I'll hook you up there.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I will... Right. I'll steal... Or I I'll, might I'll, just
1: have to snag it off the bike.
2: Dude, I'm just going to steal shit out of the van that weekend. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, don't, don't let me forget about those tires.
2: Shh, we're not talking about that, okay? Yeah, I know. We're not. That's not. On, that's not supposed to be on public form here. God, Kevin, you're screwing this up for me, bro.
1: <laughs> what do you mean bro they're just normal tires
2: yeah oh yeah i mean it's just fine dude look what tires we're not talking about tires at all all right <laughs> yeah, all, all i'm saying is is when you come up for uh when you come up for that buck bash event too like don't make sure there's nothing really important in your van because i will steal it okay like that's just all there what is to uh it. what's our date on that you have a date i don't have one yet uh they were they were i've been trying to um talk to the guy that owns that track uh for a little bit here uh but they had some uh some family issues that I'll tell you about off the air. Uh, I don't really want gotcha. to air, air their stuff out. Uh so I was yep. kind of try- I kind of backed off that a little bit here um cuz I yep. know we I know we got some time cuz let's face it even if we make that happen it's not to like next April May time so whatever. But um uh yeah. So uh I'm I'm still in the process of working on it. I don't have any dates yet. Um I will I will nice. see if I can get that hammered out with them before we come down to Iron Man but no promises. So all, all I awesome. all I still know is October sometime, all right? <laughs> yeah. So, Just
1: get it all set up, you know? Just send your private jet out here pick me up. We'll make it happen.
2: You know, if I had one, I totally would. <laughs> I'm lacking that right now. To be honest, I didn't have power for three days this week, so I didn't get to work for three days. So, like, I worked oh most <clears> of <throat> yesterday. I've been working some today. I'm trying to get caught up because I also have bills to be paid. And let's face it. They weren't getting paid sitting around with my thumb up my ass for three days with no power, so...
1: Yeah, I feel that, brother. Yeah,
2: so it's it's been a bit, a wee bit of a mess here this week, Uh, but whatever. We're, you know, we're making it happen, so... Yeah. Just going to have to put a uh, I'm going to have to post date that check for this month, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I kid. I kid. Oh, there you go. I kid. I kid. That goes on the credit card. It's fine. Whatever. It's cool. So, um yeah, man, though. We'll get that uh, yeah, we'll get that figured out and um Yeah, outside of that, man, I don't I we may I may I may try to push to get you some uh some some stuff going from a certain person I talked to this week for Supercross for next year. I'll see what I yeah, can. Yeah, that'd be sick. I'll see what I can make happen because I was talking to him again last night. So um, yeah, so we'll we'll see. Did my
1: name get brought up?
2: Uh, I wasn't talking to him on the phone. I was talking to him through text. No, your name was not brought up. But there were some. There's Ooh, gotcha. Th- there's he he seems to really uh. Really want to help and do some things, so we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna see what we can make happen, man. As I just told well, Scott, that. as I just told Scott, we're we're on the prowl to help as many privateers as we can. I feel like I've
1: got a pretty decent voice for the uh, the movement. Let's put it that way.
2: Let's start a movement, a revolution like Cuba. <laughs> so yeah uh if you do see your boy Fortner this week uh just make sure to tell him that hey bro uh i got i got a, I got a cool dude i need you to meet in uh indy <laughs> yeah i got you so that because yeah because i need to i need to have a chat with him uh hopefully he doesn't wad himself in first practice like he did at redbud um that would be superb but we'll see how it goes so indeed i'm just i'm dragging this out at this point i should just let you go and do my monologue and get the hell off this this broadcast so all right bro well have a safe week good luck with your training yeah. thanks for picking up my call uh we'll Appreciate we will it. see you here in like less than two weeks in indy
1: sounds good brother
2: all right later bro
1: all right peace
2: all right another privateer hero there kevin moran so just Nothing but privateer heroes on this show. And again, anyone out there, even if you're just a normal person with a normal job and you want to help out, DM these guys. Get a hold of me. I can get you in contact with some of these dudes if you want to help out in some way. Every little bit helps a lot of these guys who are in their vans. Even someone like Kevin who's got his program so together, um, every little bit helps uh so you know if you got 50 bucks 100 bucks whatever that you want to you're like yo i want to be part of somebody's program for a weekend you have a local uh, race that's coming local to you you know somebody in uh buds creek area uh iron man paula Hangtown, whatever like i said if you want to help them out either dm them directly on instagram if you don't have instagram or you don't want to do that um you know get a hold of me i can probably get you in contact with with a fair majority of these privateer dudes that, that are doing this out of their van and we can make some stuff happen. So, one thing we haven't talked a whole lot about here on this show is uh, the Unadilla race that just happened. So, obviously, I don't have anybody to talk to because Justin's not here. So, I'm just going to do a little monologue. If you want to shut the show off at this point, I completely understand. I wouldn't want to listen to me monologue much either. Uh, but I am going to give some of my thoughts on the weekend here for both 250s and 450s. Uh, won't be long here, but... I'll give you guys some thoughts. So let's start with 450s. Obviously, something me and and Meshi touched on, um, Chase Sexton, huge first-turn crash there um, in the first moto. He was okay. He said he had the wind knocked out of him. I was listening to, I think, the press conferences or whatever. Uh, He said he had the wind knocked out of him, and it took him a few minutes to catch his breath, and he thought he had a broken rib. But props to that guy for absolutely wadding his shit in front of everyone in that first corner to then get up and fight through the pack. And he got 11th place in that first moto, which to me was super impressive on a track where there wasn't a lot of passing. There wasn't a lot of, of line options. Uh, cause obviously if you watch the broadcast, as I've said, it was pretty boring, probably one of the most boring, uh, pro nationals I've watched this year. Um, because it was typical Unadilla, which turned into rut cross. Uh, but for him to get up and make passes and get back to 11th, I thought that was a great ride for him and really showed some grit and determination in that first moto second moto. Again, we see him come out, he gets the whole shot and, uh, ends up second. You know, I don't think anyone really doubted that Kenny was going to get him there when Kenny came out of that first corner in like third place or whatever. Um, Kenny was on it all day and we'll get to him in just a second, but really I thought a great gritty ride for Sexton um in the first moto and then a great ride in the second moto coming off that win at Washugal. I mean, realistically, if he doesn't eat it in that first moto, he probably ends up podium both motos and on the box for the overall. Uh so I think he is trending in the upward direction at this point. I know he started off the year really strong there at that first moto in Paula and then has kind of had issues. Um rolling through the rest of the year. And it hasn't been as great as we all thought until Washugo, where he won. Uh, but I think he's trending in the right direction to finish the season strong. So that was good to see. Um, Aaron Plessinger, man, heart goes out for that guy. Having a absolutely killer day there, that first moto, qualified second, which as Weege said in the, in the practice broadcast, never happens for him. He's not a qualifying guy. If he's in like the top 12 in qualifying, he feels like he did really well um and man he was he was right
0: Hmm.
2: he was right on kenny keeping him honest and then i don't know what happened with that loop out i did see on instagram right before i started recording the show that he uh has a bruised lung and a bruised liver um, he's feeling okay. He's fine. As far as for the most part goes, he's still alive. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, so he will be back for buds, I assume. Uh, but man, just a gnarly crash. Like that loop out was not, gnar- you know, you loop out hard when you get completely airborne and that bike just body slammed him into the ground and like i've seen a lot of dudes loop out with my stunt riding history you see people do it all the time if you loop out hard enough like that where the bike is completely off the ground you're completely off the ground and it body slams you it's a bad day no matter who you are so um can't wait to see him if i had to predict anything and put money on something I would say watch out for watch out for AP in Indiana. For some reason at Indiana, because AP is, you know, that's his local race, we'll call it. He does really, really good at Indiana, whether it's Supercross or outdoors. So, would not surprise me to see him win an overall at the Indiana race in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, next up, let's talk about Ken Roxon Domination. And I, I said to myself as I was sitting there watching the race before the race started, I said, if Kenny doesn't even beat Dylan both motos today, this title is over. Well, Kenny went out, went 1 1, did exactly what he needed to do. I don't know if it's just Unadilla. Obviously, like we said back in 2019 when we raced there, Kenny did really, really well. Again, dominated in 2019, um, dominated yesterday. So we'll see going into Buds Creek. Again, he's an enigma. Uh, you just don't know what you're going to get. He can get he can go one, one. And you're like, yeah, I expected that he could go 10, 10. And you're like, yeah, doesn't surprise me either. So we'll see when we get to buds. If he has another solid day like this at buds, uh, it might make the end of the year here. Really interesting. He's cut, he cut into that points lead. Obviously Dylan had some issues. The second moto, um, still ended up on the box, but still, you know, there at least was multiple points between him and Kenny, um, in the second moto. So, uh, Kenny's now got it down to, I think, like 39 or something, uh, so still a ways off, but you figure if he cuts about 10 points every round, all of a sudden, we are getting very, very close. So you have something little happen, like uh, Dylan, you know, has a couple tip overs or something, gets like a fifth or sixth, and Kenny wins. You could start seeing things get really interesting. Will it? Probably not. I mean, statistics would show that Dylan is really, really good, and like, I think his worst has been a fifth this year. I don't think, he's been any worse than that um so yeah statistics would show that he's probably gonna wrap this up but at least it gives us something to talk about at this point speaking of dylan i give that guy a hundred percent props as committed to racing as he is as solid at racing as he is the honesty that first moto after getting second place to kenny and kenny walked away from him like it wasn't close um the honesty from Dylan to get on the podium and be like, I'm okay with second place today because I have nothing for Kenny at this track. Like nothing that really, uh, turned me, turned me on to Dylan, uh, made me, made me like him a little bit more. I like his commitment and everything to the sport as far as it goes at at this point, because he's literally just like,
0: Mm.
2: he is, he literally is just like, I'm a motocross guy. Um, but for him to get on that podium in front of everyone and on national TV and basically and just say, I don't have anything for him today. like I'm okay with second place because I don't have anything for him. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a real stand-up move. And, uh, yeah, makes me definitely like him a little bit more going forward. Uh, Cooper Webb will be the last person I touch on for 450s here. I, I thought he had a really good day as far as Cooper Webb goes for outdoors this year with as bad as he's been struggling. 5-5 for fifth overall. I thought that was really good for Coop. I thought it's a step in the right direction. I'm sure they did a ton of testing on this time off. He was probably not out on the beach somewhere like everyone else. Um, So good on Cooper Webb, and maybe we'll see him start battling for some podium finishes here by the end of the year. So uh, moving on to 250s, Justin Cooper, two hole shots. That was awesome. Kind of expected, but that was awesome. Uh, Wins that first moto going away. I mean, just... Hammer down. There was no one touching him that first moto. Then you get to the second moto, and it's kind of like uh, what happened. He did say in the press conference that the track was super sketchy, which it was. I mean, deep-ass ruts, rut cross basically, pick your rut, stay in it, try to jump from rut to rut, um, but still it was super interesting for him to lose. I mean, and we'll go to this, and they they touched on it in the broadcast, to have Jet win that second moto and Cooper get fourth, and basically Cooper lost... whole minute of time on that second moto it's it's an interesting thing you don't usually see that kind of movement as far as time goes it usually is like oh he gets second or third you know and he's off by 20 seconds 30 seconds because it's outdoors to lose a full minute that's a lot for jet to gain a full minute is a lot um I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like Jet was slacking that first moto. He he went two one on the day, got the overall. That's great. First first time he's won a moto since Red Redbud. Um, first time he's uh, he's really like um, uh, showed some some domination here in the last few rounds. Because let's face it, Washugo was not good for him. Uh, where else were we in between there? Shoot, now I'm blanking. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, but he hasn't he hasn't been great. Um, so it was good to see him do that. We're down to four points in this title. This title is going to be really close. I am pulling for jet strictly because I'm a, I'm a jet person. I'm a huge jet fan. Uh, but, um, man, that's going to be, that's going to be the, the title that I think is going to really come down to the final round. It's going to be awesome to watch. Uh, that being said, teammates to Justin Cooper, J Mart there. Uh, he had an okay day three, two. Um, I just think with, how ruddy square edge the roost all that kind of stuff and with jmart having the issues that he does i'm sure he's healed somewhat over this three-week break i'm sure he wasn't doing a whole lot um of testing or anything like that uh but three two just kind of flat on the day just kind of there um don't get me wrong i still think at the end of the year i I honestly thought J-Mart had a run at this title had he gone like gone out and gone 1-1 yesterday. Uh, going out and going 3-2 behind um, the two guys that, he, uh, that he's battling, basically battling for the title. I think J-Mart's going to end up third in this title now. There's just not enough rounds left. There's four left, which is still a lot of racing. And a lot of things can happen, especially in this class. But I just don't see him without. There would have to be so much happen to both those dudes for him to get close enough to make it interesting in the last round. I think he's just going to be a solid third place guy. I still think he's going to win more motos before the year's over. I think you're going to see him at Buds. I think you're going to see him at Indiana. I think you're going to see him out in California at the end of the year here do well. Um, but not, not title contention at this point. So... A couple other mentions on the day here for the 250 class. Max Volan, I thought that was a really good day going 6'5". You're talking about a kid that's never been to this track, um, which anyone will tell you, Unadilla is a special kind of track. It's different. The dirt's different. It breaks down different than mostly any other place. Uh, But I thought 6'5 on the day was really, really solid for Volan. I mean... You're talking about a kid that everyone's given so much shit to about why did KTM sign him? He started his pro career too early. He didn't even race, you know. A class, he didn't even ra- he didn't even race B class, I don't think. Um, I mean, you're you're talking a kid that got just shit on for all of this and then I was Somewhat of a believer in him in supercross, he did okay till he broke his broke his uh, femur or whatever, dislocated his hip. That was what it was. Um, and then now you've had him in outdoors and man, it's like that first moto at Paula. He's leading, you know, till his bike lets go. All sorts of cool stuff like that. This kid has a lot of promise. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost like a hundred percent sure he's got a three year deal. And the first year here, they were just like, dude, just get through it. Like, just go out and ride, learn all the tracks, kind of learn how you're doing. And I think that's what he's doing. And I think he's doing a great job of it. I mean, you're talking, you're talking six, five. I think he was fifth overall for the day. Um, that to me is if I'm KTM, that's a great day for him. As far as a 250 ride goes for someone that it's like, just, just do it. We just need you to be on the track doing it. So, uh, good job for Volan. Last person I want to touch on coming out of Loretta's here and we'll talk a little bit of Loretta's here before I, before I stop um, coming out of Loretta's here is, uh, is uh, Levi kitchen 12, seven on the day. Um, I mean, realistically that's kind of where I see him for the rest of this year. The kid is fast. He definitely has some maturity, especially some athletic maturity with being 20 compared to like the 16, 17 year old kids. Um, but again, you have to think of the guys that beat him, and you got to look at as who, is he be- who is he beating? I mean, you've got Justin Cooper. You've got, uh, l- let's just go with the seventh place finish. So you have Justin Cooper, Jeremy Martin, Jet Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, uh, RJ Hampshire. I mean, and then the list goes on to that 12th place finish. Who do you see him beating out of those guys? I mean, these guys are all outside of Jet because he's a rookie, but he's, you know, shout out to Daniel Blair generational talent uh outside of that who do you see him beating i mean yes the kid is good he is super good on a dirt bike but he he's not he's not generational he's just good and on arguably the best bike in the class so i think that was a great ride for him Um, he even said it after the red bud race that he did, like he could not believe the pace that these guys keep for 30 minutes and how long the motos are. And this goes back to, if no one has listened to it, you need to go listen to whiskey throttle with the Lawrence brothers. Um, they tell their whole story. It's an awesome podcast. They also talk about amateur motocross in the States and how shitty it is compared to Europe. So go listen to that because we don't prep these kids right for going into pros um so again i think that was a good day for levi if i'm star yamaha i'm like great job you didn't get hurt you went in you wrote it you 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 know we're in the top 10 the second moto i think he was in the top 10 overall great job buddy like good first race let's move on to buds and let's do it again so shout out to that um and that's pretty much all i have as far as unadilla goes now we also, while we were on the break here, we had uh, we had Loretta's. Now, I do kind of watch slash listen to a lot of Loretta's because I'm in the shop, so I can have it on my headphones and, and kind of listen and, and watch some of the motos. Um, Kitchen, obviously, was a force at Loretta's. I mean, he crashed multiple times, won every single moto, won the 250 and the 450 Pro Sport, uh, which we all kind of expected. I mean, to be really honest, that kid should have gone pro at Paula, at, or Fox Raceway 1, whatever you want to call it. He should have gone pro to start outdoors. I'm 100% against starting these guys' pro career in Supercross. They should all start their pro career for outdoors. But the year they go pro, they should not race Loretta's and then do the stuff afterwards. If you're ready to go pro, especially as ready as Kitchen was, you should have just race the whole series i know it's probably more to do with star than with him but still he should erase the whole series uh so not a surprise horizon award award winner again that's not a surprise not a surprise that he won 250 and 450 pro sport um but yeah that's just something that i noticed uh chance hymas i thought he had a really really good week um The interesting thing is, it's kind of like one of the best worst kept secrets in moto. He did, from what I understand, and again, this is not, I haven't heard this directly from anyone's mouth, but I've heard it many, many times for many people who should know. He uh, he did sign with Honda, and I honestly think this is the biggest mistake that Kawasaki could make. Hymas is a hundred times better than... Jet Reynolds and Ryder D. Um, I mean, you saw I believe it was Jet. Yeah. Jet for Loretta's here. It was not a good week for him. He was almost irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. And I watched those pro sport motos. Almost irrelevant. He's got another year. He's gonna do he's gonna do amateurs, I believe, because he hasn't gone pro yet. Um, but man, he A cannot cannot stay off the ground and not get hurt, and B, He has just lost 10 steps. Now you have someone like Hymas. He's a young kid. He actually, I think he's the youngest kid in A-class at this point for, for, we'll call it the national level of A-class. And man, he hangs with Kitchen. Um, Now granted, Kitchen just wiped the floor with everyone at Loretta's. Again, not a surprise, but... Then you've got Hymus who's leaving Kawasaki. So how hard was he really trying? Especially if he's got the deal signed, sealed, delivered already with with Honda HRC. I don't, I don't know. I'm interested to see him on a Honda. I'm pumped for Honda to have picked him up because I think that kid is the next kid coming out of the A class here. Um, after after Kitchen. Um, so I think once you put him on the Honda, he's on a team where he actually has a, a future, we'll call it here. Uh, I think you're going to see some really, really good things come out of him, uh, next year. I don't know if he's going to be on the Honda before the end of the year. Like, I don't know if we'll see him at like mini O's on the Honda. I really hope we do. Uh, but we'll see. It's, it's pretty much from what I understand, Sign, sealed, delivered, done. He is going to Honda HRC for the 250. um, So we'll just see all in due time. I don't know if he's going to do another year or two years. uh, But I mean, the development the kid's going to have racing A class for another year, if not two years, uh, is going to be insane because I don't think, I'm not sure he's 16 yet. I think he's only 15, maybe 14. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. To be really honest, I'm not 100% sure how old he is, Uh, but I know he's young he's young. He's, uh, he's the youngest that you can be in a class. So maybe it is 16. I don't know, but you give him a couple more years to develop. I mean, when he's already one of the top dudes, so you let him, you let him develop, um, uh, that athletic maturity there in a class and the amateurs, and then have him go pro when he's say 18, 19, 20, like kitchen's doing the dude is going to be a force as far as I'm concerned. So I'm interested to see how he shakes up. Um, uh, jet Reynolds, Speaking of Jet, I do have a note here because I wrote some stuff down while I was listening to it. He actually, he did crash in at Loretta's and broke a collarbone. So, there you go. Just another example of Kawasaki making the wrong decision with their amateur program. Um, so, yeah, I it's amazing how the Mighty have fallen and how it's gone from, you know, you wanted to be on that team green PC bike and now it's like, everybody wants to be on the star team. I'll be interested to see what Honda does moving forward here with Hymas. Cause obviously, like I said, they're going to put Hymas on a bike here as an amateur. Um, so it will be interesting to see how they do that since there's no Geico anymore. Uh, but I don't see jet Reynolds made a big splash on mini bikes. And I, ever since he's gone to big bikes, it's been kind of, ugh. so I don't see much coming out of jet. um, All right, let's talk about the, we'll talk about, there's two, two more big stories. Number one, we'll talk about Hayden Deegan, uh, wins a super mini title. Everyone's kind of like, why is he still racing super minis? Well, he is of age to race super minis and he's not a huge kid. Um, but man, that one crash he had in, I don't think it was a super mini race. Was it something else? 85, maybe? I don't know. It was the first moto that crash he had with the kid on the Kawasaki, which I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. I only wrote down so much. Um, Completely his fault. Fucking with that kid while he was passing him instead of just going by and going to the front and then screwing up and not being able to take that jump and getting landed like just fucking stupid. Uh, If you want a good video that breaks it down, uh, Johnny Hopper has a video where he breaks the whole video down. It's really good. He points out everything that Deegan does wrong there. Um, At the end of the day, does it matter? No. Deegan's already got a signed, sealed, delivered contract. As far as I know, he's going to star Yamaha, which isn't a surprise. The reason he goes to star, and let me explain this to people because I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, he's going to stay on KTM. He just dropped the video with the KTM 250. It's all smoke and mirrors, people. He's going to go to Yamaha strictly for the fact of he's too tied in with Monster. If he wasn't as tied in with Monster, he would not go to Yamaha. He would probably go to KTM, to be really honest with you, Um, but his tie-in with Monster is huge. I mean, they had they had all the Monster guys out to do a video shoot for a commercial to their house where they literally built a Supercross finish line, brought the whole setup out. Like, Tomac was there. Uh, Stewart was there. Sexton was there. And, I mean, and he's doing this jump, too, for the Super... I mean, it, it's just wild. Um, but, he, like I said, he's so tied in with Monster that that's where he is going to end up landing. So that's how that's how that's gonna go i would be i mean i will literally completely admit i'm wrong and be shocked like jaw on the floor if he announces that he signed with someone and it is not star yamaha um but like i said he did win one title uh which is good for him it really doesn't matter at this point he is uh, his dad's such a marketing genius and he has built such a brand around that kid that that kid could be a fifth place Loretta's kid, and he's still gonna probably get a factory ride, strictly for the amount of the amount of uh, um, uh, amount of clout that he has. Um, because let's face it, anything you do with the Deegans is gonna bring a shit ton of eyeballs and a shit ton of money. So, in in all in all honesty, it's like Jay said on Gypsy Tales, they don't even need to actually sign with a factory team they could probably make more money if they would just do their own thing with that being said i don't think brian wants to keep doing all of this forever um i think his goal is to get that kid as good as possible get him on a factory team and then sit back and kind of be like fuck yeah we made it and i think he really wants him on a factory team because he wants to be able to be like look guys i made it I mean, you're talking about a dude that used to race, and he could barely get a set of handlebars, his own words. He could barely get a company to give him a set of handlebars. And so if he can take his kid and market him enough and put him on a factory team, boom, bingo, bango, done. So um, one other thing to talk about, we're going to talk about our only vet class of the weekend or of the week from Loretta's. And what I really want to touch on is Rhino. Riding that 86 Honda CR250, fucking awesome i mean just epicness they went and tested like tuesday morning at a track because he rode practice monday it didn't go well um now that being said there are some some controversy and some some rumors flying around out there about him racing it uh so supposedly if you pay attention to rhino you saw him at all his regionals and everything he was riding a new crf 450 uh supposedly honda had gave it to him and he the deal was he was supposed to go to loretta's and ride the 450 he at the last second decided that he was going to ride the 86 cr 250 awesome move from a marketing point of view for himself because, let's face it, everyone loves old two-strokes. In fact, it makes me want to get an old 80s, like, late 80s uh, uh, CR-250 to redo for the channel. Uh, which, keep an eye out, because we do have a CR-125 build coming up at some point here. But anyway, um, so awesome on his part for the marketing aspect, for the social media aspect of it. But, from my understanding, there's a rumor flying around that the reason he did it is because he was uh, not quite sure that he could actually beat Mike Brown heads up on 450s. So if he rode the bike, if he rode the CR250, he could then not have to worry about results. And now he put out on his thing like, oh, man, didn't want to have didn't want to take it too seriously, blah, blah, blah. OK, maybe. This is one of those uh, carrot ear conspiracy theory things. Um If you ask me, as competitive of a guy as Rhino is, I have a hard time believing he did that so that he wouldn't have to feel competitive or wouldn't have to take it too seriously. I 100% think he did it because he looked at himself and thought, man, I really don't know if I can beat Mike Brown, which there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Mike Brown spends all day, every day training. He has literally not stopped since he was a pro. The dude is still fast. Probably one of one of only a few vet guys, and I mean, I put him in a very small group with like guys like John Gruy, et cetera, um, that could still go out and qualify for a national, in my opinion. Uh, however, I've heard Honda might not be so happy with him because he was supposed to ride the 450 because they gave him the 450. I don't know. Comment down below with what you think. Um, but it's just an interesting topic to talk about. Was he ducking Mike Brown? Was he not ducking Mike Brown? I don't know. So... All right, and that's pretty much all I have for this episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, presented by TLR Coatings, BC Pizza, and Premier Custom Trailers. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe. Like I said, comment down below. Make sure to go give our Privateer boys, uh, Scott Meshey and Kevin Morans, a follow. Help them out wherever you can. Again, if you guys want to donate to a Privateer, um, either contact them directly through DMs, or like I said, hit me up. I will... I can make connections happen for you guys to to help them out. We're going to come out with some stuff here for 2022 that I think is going to be able to really uh, blow the door open here for helping out some privateers. So make sure to keep an eye out for that. Uh, Make sure to um, uh, hit up all our sponsors links in the description below. If you want to support us like on a monetary level, we do have a Patreon, which I'm working on some ideas and some ways to, to do some more stuff around Patreon. Um, There's Amazon links in the description. There's merch links in the description. All that stuff's down there. So if you guys want to help us out that way, no problem. If you have a company you want to sponsor, hit me up, DM me, something. Uh, We can chat. We we do all sorts of levels of sponsorship. So you don't have to even give a lot if you guys want to help us out here uh outside of that like i said me and justin will be at iron man in a couple of weeks he will be here next week for the show supposedly we'll see this is the first time he's bailed in a long time so i'm giving him i'm giving him some leeway not gonna cut him too much shit here while we're on the show but whatever uh thanks for tuning in thanks to scott and kevin for for uh helping us fill the show here with some stuff that's not just me talking and uh we will be back thursday with a fantasy show from buds so everybody pay attention to that and then we will be back next week uh, wrapping up Buds. We have somebody on next week. Who do I have? Oh, Dark Side's coming back on the show. That's it. Dark Side will be on the Buds Creek show. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody later.